What's up, y'all? Welcome to Three Brothers and a Shot of Milk. We're talking superheroes, movies, TV, video games, anime, action figures, comic books, and more. I'm Lawrence St. Victor. We got Jack Walker, Pearson, Richard Wilson, Christopher St. Victor. Gentlemen, what's going on? How is your week? What are you watching? What are you reading? What are you playing? What's going on? All right, I got to start. I got to tell you what I've been reading. I haven't watched much. haven't played much. But I did join the bandwagon. Yes. Yes, And I I picked up my what if Miles Morales was Thor comic. And it's every bit as uh, trash as people have been saying. (laughs) And I mean that in the nicest way. But it's like, yeah, why is there graffiti all over Asgard? Why is there? it's, It's like. It's 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 a lot. Like, why are their shoes tied up on the power lines? It's like every yeah, that's where they sell the Asgard drugs, Jack. Right. Every that's... stereotype you could throw at the comic book pages got thrown at the comic book pages, and then oversight just let it all go. Like, don't be a man to the Asgard while drinking your juice in the hood. Is what it is. That should have been <laughs> under. Well done, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Freaking... Yeah. Um, hey. I finished this. The sculptor which my sister sent me for my birthday. And Lawrence, I'm going to let you borrow this. You know it's, I'm not going to read that book, Jack. It's, it's, a, it's a comic book. Buddy. Oh, okay. It's, it's a comic book. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's almost entirely pictures. Okay, well, I'm good to go. He saw the hardcover. He's like, nope. Hell no. That thing's like yeah. a dick. That actual words, complete paragraphs. I can't get down yeah. with that. No That's way. fair. I mean, it looks like a novel, but it's, uh, you know, it's a 500-page comic book. And it reads really quick, actually. Um, but I think you'd like it because it really deals with what is it to be an artist and how far do you got to sell yourself in order to achieve something great? Mm-hmm. And then after you've done that, is it even what you expected it to be? And so the content is just superb. It's the one that Neil Gaiman said was the best thing he'd read in decades. Wow. Um, okay. And and it really is. It's it's pretty great by the end of it. The other thing I picked up, and this is the last thing I'll talk about, is it, this is not an original. It, it looks uh, like the original. It's a yeah. reprint. It's a reprint of uh, X Men issue number one. And I got I picked this up because I saw it recently, and I knew the debate we're having today. So I figured, why not get a little inspiration from the OG comic itself and see what the team was. Um, so it's the X-Men classic cover. You got Magneto on the cover. Cyclops is blasting him. Iceman really looks like an ice ball. He's throwing some ice balls. You got Jean Grey in the... Yeah, pause. You got Jean Grey in the background doing some kind of odd psychic dance. For some reason, Beast is more like a trapeze artist. This is before he's gone blue. And Archangel Angel just got wings, man. Oh, Red Bull. Pretty dope cover. I hope to someday... Um, add the real thing to my collection. I've seen it once in person, and it's pretty cool. Mm. Wow. You will, Jack. I believe in you. I believe in you, too. Lawrence, do you remember when we were kids, the old X-Men cartoon where Iceman was throwing his ice, and it broke, and it came back at him in the face? You kept rewinding it and showing it to me over and over and over <laughs> again because you thought it was the funniest thing in the world? I, I actually don't remember that. I'm so uh, sorry. <laughs> That's something I would do, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, how was your week, Chris? It was good. It was good. I watched the the terminal list with Chris Pratt on uh, mm-hmm. Amazon. Mm-hmm. It was it was uh, it was it had its moments where it was good. It was uh, 
it was good. It was all right. Wow. It was like a yeah. It was all right. But you know, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of shooting, a lot of violence. It's it's a little bit Moon Knight-ish in the beginning because you don't know what's really going on, and then they and they they quickly kill kind of the best element right away. Oh, spoiler. Okay. Oop, is it as Marley. all I want to know is is it as good as tomorrow's war? <laughs> no, to be fair, no, I'm not even better. being facetious. I saw the first episode and it didn't have any fun, yeah. So, not was, as good as tomorrow's war. That, that was fun, I don't know. It gets it gets there eventually, but yeah. it's it's very predictable. You see things coming a mile away, though. So, did the bat watch the bastard on Netflix? Is a anime. It was all right. It was about a wizard who that was um, condemned to not condemned, but sealed away in a young boy's body. Pause for fifteen years. <laughs> for fifteen years, and then was brought back out to fight the demon army that he once uh, fought for, uh, actually raised. Um, that was on Netflix. I said that the bastard actually bastard. Let me get this because I know it, it gets a little, it gets a little, little spicy. I'm not gonna lie, a little uh, new to tie and whatnot. It's for the for the grown folks, um, yeah, bastard. How rich is it, Rich? How rich yeah. is it? it? It's 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 a typical type of you know racy like kind of almost tongue in cheek type of uh, anime. Tongue on cheek. Tongue in cheek is it tongue on cheek? You tell me. I haven't seen the content. Pause yeah, I don't know, right. man. It, it, you know it's anime. It I'm slowly going through the man that fell to earth because I'm just oh, yeah. like really enjoying it. Okay, it's okay. really good. So I'm like, I'm maybe like two, two or three episodes from the from the end of that uh, Fallout seventy six. I started playing that again What's with the people. Actually, yeah, yeah. Uh, they got a whole lot more, a lot more content in it, so it's not like a dead wasteland. With nothing to do, mm-hmm. so there's, there's actually too much to do at some at some point. It's like your screen is just full of tasks that you got to do. And then uh, PUBG, mm. yeah, is new seasons coming out, new map is coming out. I was like, let me let me give this a try. We on like season eighteen now. I haven't played this since like season one, it, actually before they were even seasons. So I redownloaded it and I got in the swing of it. I'm like, yeah, this is a. Uh, I think I'm gonna play this a little more than a war zone. Yeah. But uh yeah, that's it. That's a I ain't productive read week. That's I don't a- read anything. <laughs> yeah, that's a productive week though, man. Uh Thanks. me, I I I'm caught up so far with Miss Marvel. Man, that thing is like it had all the potential in the world, man. And this thing fell apart for me. It's just a lot of ideas that go nowhere. They they want to be this big story. She goes to India. She meets these other superpowered people, and yo, just make it about this. This she's in, a, a superhero in Jersey City. Like just Lawrence wanted to see his Spider Man content pretty much, and they didn't have the legs to do the bigger thing. So we'll see how it wraps up. Finished Obi Wan Kenobi, and it was fun, but it still bumped into all the problems I thought it would have, which is this prequel is making the next. The, the the ones that come after it quotation mark a problem yep. because Leia in the Star Wars movie didn't even <laughs> bother to shed a tear when Obi Wan died. <laughs> yep, like yeah. you went on this adventure yeah. ten years ago with this guy, so it's just problematic. But in itself, it's still fun. That's yeah. a really good point. Actually, I didn't think about it like that Dude. because Star Wars came out in the seventies. For some reason, Leia's way older in my mind, right? But she's not. She's it's only ten like, years. Yeah, it's that's only funny. 10 actually. Years. 
Man, and um, oh, I finished the boys. I changed last. The last, the last debate was your top three for the year. I changed it. I love Stranger Things, but the boys is going on my list for top three joints of 2022 so far. The boys, no spoilers. Yo, yo, that last episode was yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. We're not gonna say nothing. Yeah, just just saying it was uh, pretty good. But whoa, wow, wow. Uh, I watched the first episode of Terminal List, and I think that's all I'm gonna do. There's some people who have to finish things in the wait, wait, yeah. I thought I thought I thought there's two kind of people in this world, and you're one kind of person. Dude, if you bo- yes, he's you, a new kind of person. You can't you, <laughs> you can do a lot of things in the first episode for me, but boring me is one that I cannot continue with. You can be bad, you can be trash, but as long as you don't bore me, I'll keep going. And that <laughs> yeah, it was a little boring to me. I played uh the quarry. I've been playing a quarry. I think it's freaking dope. And I bought a new game because a friend of mine said, play this game. It's a nice game to play. You don't want to jump in a story. Sifu? Have oh, you guys yeah. played Sifu? Oh, yeah, I heard about yeah. that. It was um, a kung fu game. Yeah, but it's yeah. sick because you it requires, like, skill. So, you know, like, in the Arkham games of Spider-Man, you get the alert to, like, block. Mm-hmm. Here, you have to, like, be facing the guy, and you have to press the button each time a punch is thrown like you have to, it's really intricate and technical the martial arts you can't smash buttons here for combos you have to really like go in so i'm enjoying it so wait the person gave this to you he gave this to you as something you could just jump in and out of well a very technical game he's talking story well story like i don't have to sit here and i, I can jump in for 30 minutes get my my fun and bounce uh, okay. whereas the quarry is like it's like watching a movie. 30 minutes wouldn't be too much fun. But uh, but that's my week. Chris, I got a question for you. What's that, Lawrence? Which two vital weapons do superheroes need to exercise to always be ready for a fight? Which two vital weapons? Their guns. <laughs> <laughs> Those of you who can't see, Lawrence has flexed. He has flexed and shown his biceps. We are now two brothers in a shot of milk. Rich has put down his headset yeah. and has Rich left the show. Has left the building. Yep. <laughs> Rich, and was it was it too funny? You had to like walk out to have an obnoxious absolute slam. hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> you know what what I did notice though was Lawrence's shirt, which looks Yo. incredible when he flexed. This thing is dope. I got this at Old Navy. It's the Batman. The Batman yeah. is kind of pink, and the Batman is like in a uh, light blue silhouette. It's dope. It's like it's like one of them. It's like one of those rich shirts, man, where you can just throw on a shirt, throw on some jeans and some some Jordans, and it's like you kind of flexing on them a little bit. Yeah, that's a little looks bit. Right. Yeah, go to Old Navy. They're hanging there. Interesting. Speaking of rich shirts, what shirt you got on, Rich? It's all glasses. Oh, no, it's super, super old shirt. Is uh, it says, "Trust me, I'm a geek," and you know, just got glasses on it. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. that's good. It's my Deadpool shirt. Nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. Naturally. Yeah. What about you, Jack? I'm rocking uh, Zelda today. Yeah. That Link uh, on a horse. Uh, the Triforce behind him. Very sick. cool. Sick, sick, sick. Let's go down the street. Make a right at the light. Left at the stop sign. And we'll be at the Collector's Corner. It's show and tell time. Here at the Collector's Corner, we take something out of our toy chest, something out of our video game case, something off our comic book shelf, and we present it to the world. It could be worth millions of dollars or just sentimental. What do you guys got? I'll go first. 
So I got this pickup. Um, I really love sidekicks or protégés. So I picked up my um, John Kent McFarlane Superman figure, but on the shelf, he's super bull for the, oh. the theme of the shelf. But what's really cool is, so I'm holding up the box right now, showing that they have some really great action figure artwork on the box. That's how he comes. He comes in his future state look, which I don't love because in the comics, it's pretty much the same thing, but he wears a cape. So I took a cape off a Superman figure that I don't think looks bad without a cape. And I threw it on this guy. Oh, that and looks gave right. Him a that looks dope. Dude, and his has a yellow S on the back. Yo, that's mm. from the 90s toy. <laughs> it is. It's from one of the Dooms guys that fight Doomsday, and his suit looks good without a cape. So I said, he can sacrifice it. And a little crazy glue, a little love. And my Are you really hand. crazy glue? Oh, okay. Dude, this is... You committed to that. I, you did. I mean, he looks, he looks great without the cape, but with, with, with a cape, it's like now he's, no. he looks right. And it's right. the right size for that outfit, too. Yeah. It's like knee height. And he's, you know, the the in my mind, the super boy, the the, the protege. So it feels younger. So hmm. dope figure. I'm, yeah. I just love the commitment. That's what I like. Yeah, Bro, like, yeah. I went in. I went. In. <laughs> Hand was shaking. He's like, okay, I'm gonna okay, go. okay, okay. Go. Do this. Because <laughs> once it's done, it's done. <laughs> Man, that's my pickup. What you guys got? And he's got the S on the back of the cape. Yes. McFarlane, just so you know, Superman does have an S on the back of his cape. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Thank you. Thank you. What you guys got? yellow for the record. And it's yellow, not black, not whatever you're coming up with. Give us a yellow S on the back of that cape. Let me see that S on the back. Your S. (laughs) 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 So the days before McFarlane, we had uh, DC Collectibles. And uh, digging through uh, my my figures, it took me forever to find this figure, but it's Talon. Yo. Yo. From yeah. Court of Owls. So this is pre-McFarlane. Before McFarlane took everything, this is what this is what, this is what we used to buy. Dude. Can you describe that? Nice. Yeah, so it's Talon in his, his black suit. He has a hood, the goggles. It comes with the Court of Owls, like the, the like the mask they come with. He comes with two knives, and uh, he has knives across his chest and two swords on his back. Now, he doesn't have the points of articulation like a McFarlane figure, but it's he a can, dope sculpt, He can though. stand without a base, I'll tell you that much. That, that he can. <laughs> yeah. That he can. Jeez. Yeah, so I already have, so there's four from the Greg uh, Capullo collection. Um, it was Batman, which I have, Nightwing with the, with the red. The one I'm missing is this Riddler that you see over here. Nice. I have all the other three. Yeah, nice. so I'm probably going to crack this open eventually once, I don't know. Whenever I get time to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> nice. For today's show and tell, and I'll be brief because there's a, a bunch of them, but it's really just one thing. Since we're talking about Thor Love and Thunder today, I'm showing off my original Thor God of Thunder 1 through 10 comics that Ooh. introduce Gore, the God Butcher, Butcher. for the first time. Yeah. Where's the, where's this? Oh, here's the, this cover's just great. If you want to know what the God Butcher looks like, it's not exactly the way he got depicted in the movie. Um, and, and what's crazy about having these comics, I bought them because I loved the story. So every now and again, I get real committed to picking them up every week. This was one where I was was never really a big Thor fan until I read this storyline. And then I was like, Jesus, man, if Thor is like this all the time, I am a big Thor fan. It's some of the best comic book content I'd read in a quite some time. So the th- anyone looking for a good Thor story, Thor, God of Thunder, is really where it's at. I won't go into the content of the comic 
I probably will when we're talking about the movie. But what I will say is every one of these little suckers are between 50 and $350. What? Nice, Jack. Somewhere okay. somewhere in that ballpark. They're all pretty much valued somewhere between 50 and 350 bucks because they were massive, man. And what they did is they introduced this new villain, Gore, who was just phenomenal. And I'm excited to kind of talk about how they translated it. <laughs> I know, we all know how that's going to go. Oh, man. Oh, no. All right, so I got, I got these two bad boys. Um, it's Naruto on the sixth path. Uh, 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 uh. Ooh, Sage Mole holding up the orb, right? It, you know I'm a Naruto head. But because I got this, now I have to do the Naruto collection. Ah. Dude. So when, I, so when I got this guy, this my man, his father Minato was sitting right there next to us. I'm like, yeah, I gotta pick him up too. He got the he got the flying. Uh, I forgot what do they call that, Jane. But uh, and he also got his um Rasen gun. That's the ball, the ball in the hand there. Yeah, yeah. it's the ball. He got his yeah. balls in his hand. Yep. he got his balls in his hand. There you go. He got his dagger and his balls in his hand. Boom. Pause. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, uh, these two bad boys right here. Oh man, he uh, the. Minotaur has has the Hokage uh, Roban, which got the flame on it. Which Naruto, if everyone who follows it in Baruto, he he took on the flame on his uh, on his robe as well. And uh, my man, like yo, these these jumps are dope. This one's supposed to glow in the dark. The the, the Naruto one, I will, I will see eventually. I don't know, I don't know when, how, but you know, it's dope. Well, typically, yeah. if you charge it with a light and then hit the lights off, you'll see. I know how glow in the dark works, Jack. <laughs> Ah, I was like, ah, you asked that question, all right, dude? Like that's why I don't collect pops, man. Because it's like once you get one, what are you doing if you don't finish the line? Yeah, well, like, what are you doing? Dope, Rich. Dope. I think it's time for some news. It's time for the news. So it looks like we're getting Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio returning for the Echo Show. That's what reports are saying. They'll show up there, which makes sense for Kingpin. Where where we left off with Echo and uh, yeah, if if you're gonna bring these guys into this universe, maybe it's better that they slow roll it instead of giving us a Daredevil Disney version. Just let them introduce them in another show and get our palette ready for the differences, and then maybe there's a show down the line. What do you guys think about that? That's fair. I mean, I don't need to see D'Onofrio in a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> Why not? He was killing that shirt. <laughs> I'm not knocking Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> but not my hashtag, not my kingpin. Uh-huh. Miles Teller confirms he's in talks with Tom Cruise about a possible Top Gun 3. Yeah, well, when you make more money than you've ever made in your kinda, career, you, you fast track another one. And honestly, to. I think a Top Gun 3 would be way better than Top Gun 2 because now you don't have to do all this fan service. It, it'll be the movie you were hoping to go see when you saw two. I certainly hope so. Yeah. Unless they go crazy. An open world Terminator survival game is in development. Um, It will take place between the series Judgment Day and the formation of John Connor's Resistance. Uh, There's a teaser trail out there. I haven't seen it yet, but this is pretty dope. An open world survival Terminator game. Hmm. Why the heck? How many zombie versions do we have of this? It's kind of cool to like introduce another aspect, especially if you have like the machines and some of them are in flesh. And as you go into this open world, you can't tell until it's too late. That could be pretty dope. Pretty dope. Uh, I don't know if we get that that technical. You'll get 
some generic like skins and then stop pooping on my dreams Rich. You'll, you'll start seeing it like oh that guy right there that guy why does everybody like arnold schwarzenegger in this bar <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like stranger things season five will reveal what the upside down is mm-hmm. it's been hinted at but it seems like season five will be all about the upside down itself and i have it right Season five is it? I think season five is we're finished. And I haven't finished season four, so no spoilers, please. Oh, please. what are you waiting for? My wife. Yeah. My wife. Oh, my man. wife. Please. They got forms for that before you get married. I, You know, I, I wasn't thinking, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I was not thinking. Um, <laughs> Thor Love and Thunder already has earned a godly $302 million in its global box office during its opening weekend. The power of the MC freaking you, man. That's crazy. Yeah. You say godly weekend. or ungodly? Godly. I like that you said that. Well, that's what it said. I just reading. I'm just reading off of the headline. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I should have took credit for it. Well, there's um, a lot of god content in that movie. A lot of. Mm-hmm. And last bit of news, and it's you know fitting for our debate. Taron Egerton, you know him as uh, he was in the Kingsman. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. He says he's met with Marvel, hoping to be cast as Wolverine. All I got to say about that is they haven't heard our cast list yet. <laughs> they, it, it, wait until they hear our cast list. True. But um, he's a great actor. He's not the biggest dude in the world, but he can put on muscle. I, I see it. If you're going to start a world, why not, man? Why? He's not angry enough for me. I don't think Wolverine needs to be big. But he needs to be angry. He does. Not well. The actor doesn't have to. He's got to have an innate, disgruntled quality about him. Yeah. Thank we're you. Gonna have, we're gonna have some debates. Oh, we're gonna have a debate. Yes. We're gonna have a debate. But you know what? It's fitting because let's get into it. Let's get ready. Man, I'm tired of this. We're kind of beating around the bush talking about we're casting the X Men. Let's see who can put the money where their mouth is. You are studio head. You have the hiring and buying power and power in freaking Hollywood. You can make this movie go. You're going to cast the MCU version of X-Men. Here are the freaking rules. Whoever you're casting, you only can use current day actors at their current day ages. So you cannot grab Clint Eastwood via uh, freaking um, whatever yeah, it is. Unforgiven. Dirty Harry. Yeah, you, can't, oh. you can't grab Dirty Harry yeah. Clint Eastwood and throw him in here. That's not going to work. Yo, also, would you, you play? You can't no. put you can't put like a Bruce Willis from Die Hard. Can't. Oh, yeah, I'd do that too. Can't do it. <laughs> Cannot do no it. No technology would let us though. That is true. But, yeah. Okay. And you can't grab anyone who is currently in a Marvel property. That goes for the MCU, Sony vehicles. So sorry, no Tom Hardy. And as well as their TV series, they can't be any Marvel thing right now. The no character- Marvel or DC, no comic book or just. No, I mean, if, if I say no Marvel or DC, you pretty much well, who are you using? <laughs> Everyone's in a superhero something. It's so true. you can grab somebody from DC, but they you can grab somebody who is in a Marvel something a decade ago, but they cannot be currently involved. And by currently involved, I mean, they can't not have been in a movie or TV show like in the last three years. I got you. You know what I'm saying? You know, what I'm saying? Yes. If you, you know what I'm saying? So here are the characters. Cyclops, Jean Grey, Wolverine, Storm, Professor X, Magneto, Rogue, Beast, Jubilee, Gambit. And we also want to know what villain would you bring into this bad boy? And who would you cast them as? Who wants to get their feelings hurt? <laughs> I'll go first. I'll go first. 
I'm going next because I know you, Chris. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Number one, Cyclops, Scott Eastwood. He has the, the rugged, like that rugged, all-American type look that I think he'd be a good fit for uh, for Cyclops. Okay. Number two, I'm going to butcher her name, but she'd be a good fit for Jean Grey. Uh, Swarovski Roman, the Irish the Irish girl. She was in... Uh, Queen's Gambit? Was she in Queen's Gambit? She was in... Uh, she, she was in... She's in Hannah. The, the, oh, I know the, what you're the, talking about. Really? Yeah, and then she had she had that that uh she was in Little Women. She was in Lady Bird, which was I know like, what you're talking about. Yeah, nominated for for a bunch of for a bunch of uh things. But she's a great actress, and she actually really really looks the part. So I think she'd be good. Here's my most controversial casting: Idris Elba as Wolverine. <laughs> Hear me out, Keanu Reeves as Wolverine. Okay, we'll have to hear you out, I suppose. I just think I think he would kill it. I think he has the. I think he has. We've seen the greediness. We see what he can do in John Wick. Give him claws. Let him tear stuff up. I think it will work well. And he's not angry. And he's a nice guy. It, he's a nice yeah, guy. Real he's acting a real jerk. <laughs> I, he doesn't have to be a jerk, but he's got to have acting. an edge about him. I don't know. Well, let's. And not much that, of an man. argument there either. All right. Uh, Storm is a friend to you guys. Sonequa, I think she'd be a great storm. And you guys can't, you guys can't contest it because she's your girl. So. No, I will detest it. So you just really trying to have just all light skinned storms, even though she's like dead African, like she's deep dark. African. Sonequa's yeah, not dark. Look, look, look. You know there's light Africans too. I see how Storm is drawn in the comics. <laughs> I saw a recent wow. Storm drawing, and she is so light skinned; she looked white. Well, that's part of the whitewash. It was so embarrassing to see that comic. I was like, what the what? Well done, Chris. Yeah, well done, Chris. <laughs> well, great. Well done. What else you got on the list? All right. Professor X, Stanley Tucci. I think he'd be a great <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> why? Oh, why? I don't know like about him. that either. And no, Lars and I have met Stan Tucci. He would do a great job. But like out of all the people, I would never like there's no way he would not act that well, Jack. He would I know, but he's he's but too American. Well, it's professor. What is Professor? Professor X. Professor X is American. Professor X is American. I think we just got used to Patrick Stewart. Not yeah. American. Uh, Patrick he's Stewart is right. He's only Tucci is like he's based in Westchester. Like what are we talking about right now? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. All right. You have the weirdest X Men movie. But All right. <laughs> I, now I'm gonna okay, go his X Men. Yo, pause. His X Men cast is gonna be like how they introduced all the cameo characters and Doctor Strange just to get rid of them and not now, worry about it. I will call a flag on your play. Not a flag, but a question. Go ahead. By casting Wolverine with a guy who is in his fifties, you kind of make this Jean Grey Wolverine dynamic cringy as hell in your movie. Wait, who did you cast as Wolverine? Uh, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves, and he. Oh, cast- it was so bad. I put it out. <laughs> And what's her face? Uh, Swartz Ronan. That's going to look cringy as hell. She was born in 1994, bro. Yeah, but, but Wolverine was born in what, 18 something? So no but, matter what. But the look of it, in- but the look of it, it's okay if they look like they're the same age. That's why vampire stuff even works. Your, even your, your, uh, your Scott Eastwood against her is uh, like, she, you no, have Scott a- Eastwood works with her. He can he can he can work with her, but Keanu Reeves will look like her father. He was born in '94. She's gonna got be... a whole lot more list to get to. Go ahead. All right, all right. I'm gonna go, I went a little bit off the rails with my Magneto, but I think it will work. Martin Short, Carlo Esposito as Magneto. He's Ooh. yo real talk. 
Like the Holocaust is important to this guy's backstory, Chris. <laughs> Who did he say? Juan Carlos Esposito, the dopest, <laughs> one of the dopest actors that ever lived. But like the Holocaust is important to Magneto's backstory. Uh, maybe he's maybe he's Ethiopian, Lawrence. Maybe he's an Ethiopian Jew. Juan Carlos Esposito. <laughs> I'm just saying, he has the 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 the, the look at him in the boys. No, he's amazing. He's, he's amazing. a great actor. I, I would accept him as your Professor X before Magneto. Yeah, well, I'm Kill still him. casting him as my Magneto. Let's uh, you're just making everyone mad. Literally this one. killing this. Yep. You're making everyone mad. Look, you want me to go deep? And I put the work in. This is what I want. This is what you guys so get. His parents like escaped the Holocaust. Wow. Maybe. <laughs> Rogue Karen Gillian. She was in the new Jumanji movie. She was a pretty girl that got turned into. Yeah, dirty. she's a ginger. She's also uh, in, uh, but she's also yeah, she's in cool. the MCU. I'm sorry, she's Nebula. Oh, she's Nebula, bro! Come on, man. Oh, Literally in the oh. oh wow, she, like and, and like a prominent person. I didn't yeah. even know that. Not yeah, even yeah. like I even realized she popped I, off. She was she popped off when she was in Doctor Who. She was one of his traveling companions for a hot minute. All right, and she's right. great. We'll, we'll put we'll put a pin in that one. I don't know who I'm gonna pick. Casper my beast though, Jeffrey Wright. For Beast, oh, I dig that. That's good. One. It could be anyone because it could be you know, it could be motion, you know, it could be mo- uh, motion capture. Yeah. Um, Jubilee, Constance Wu, kind of old for the yeah, part. Jubilee's older than Jean Grey. That's right. say, boy. <laughs> you can't just. I'm looking for any Chinese American. Hey, actors. Let them, let them, just let them di- keep digging. Keep digging. Chris. I just, I just came off the, 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 the terminal list. I'm like, oh shoot, uh, using hustlers and in this. She could be well, I would have picked Brenda's song or quite possibly. We're going to get yeah, to Brenda's your song. list. I don't have a list. I'm just saying Look, Brenda's song. You can be building a list I, right I, I now. I was very, very disappointed with her, with her performance in The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. I can't, I can't co-sign Deborah's song. You actually watch it? Yes, he does. And no. don't judge him. <laughs> no, Mitch? No? 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 <laughs> and then, Chris, who's your villain? Your list is terrible. My villain, Mr. Sinister, Ralph Fiennes. Huh. Finally. Okay, I mean, your list is so terrible. I don't even want to see your X-Men go against this sinister. Uh, he had one great cast. His his Cyclops was a perfect cast. Cyclops was a banger. His that was it. Was no, no, no. Beast is good. Beast is good. Everyone else is Beast trash is can water. Yeah. You, had, you had three. You guys hating on Stanley Tucci? And the nah, sad you had part three. is, two of those are like friends of ours. Because yeah. we went to school with Constance. Well, they- oh, Constance and yeah. Sneakwa. And, and you know, so that's it. So you guys can't argue it because I can't argue. Yeah, I know a lot of people. Argue. I'm not putting like freaking Dan, uh, Danny Glover. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Danny Glover is Professor X. Yeah, I but I'd buy that before I bought his Magneto. Yeah, your Magneto's trash. Uh, look, you you guys say that, and you would see him. You'd be like, no, he'll. Chris is a genius. <laughs> Chris is a mastermind. <laughs> Wow. You got to be to think that's far out of the box. You got to be. <laughs> or insane. It. It's either you're insane or you're mastermind. All right. Let me follow up that flame. Wait, let me go. I'm, should I go next? Because I feel like Jack is going to like. No, hey, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I feel like Jack is going to lay down the gauntlet. So There's no way. I feel like you might. You might win this. This is all a right. fictional cast. It's all yeah. opinions. All right. My first. Cyclops. I'm going Army Hammer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Army okay. Hammer. I like I, Scott Eastwood better, but I feel like he's not, Cyclops isn't gruff. He is. He's their Boy Scout. Yeah, the antithesis of Wolverine. He is clean. Um, my Jean. I'm going. Emma Stone is my Jean Grey. Yeah, that works. Okay. She's a good actress. Great actress. 
Yeah, but wait. But she's in the Sony. She died. She's gone. She's not. No, here. hang on. That is a flag. Wow. How? He's right. Nah, so, he's wait, right. So you're telling me she died no. as Gwen Stacy seven years ago in he's a right, movie though. that's not even on anymore. They're not All even right. making the amazing. Stuff. Listen, we'll take it, but it's a flag. No, it's like a yellow. I said flag. anyone that's flag. currently in a Marvel, so she's not currently in anything. Right, that franchise right. died, and so did her character. All right, Act, huge right. actress. Go ahead. What are y'all talking? Well, crazy. but we did see. Lars loves throwing flags, but listen, current Marvel movie TV series, not not a franchise that already been rebooted. Well, with new Andrew characters. Garfield was in a movie a year ago, so his universe is still going. And she's dead seven years ago, and his, his universe isn't ongoing. Felt Fine. alive to me. You can put like a sort of asterisk <laughs> next to a, dead, a character right. that died in a failed franchise seven years ago. Fine. Great. My Wolverine, this is where you, Jack, is gonna get mad. Henry Cavill is my yeah, Wolverine. Why? What are you, an idiot? <laughs> Let's cast the tallest, first of all, guy no, out there. First yeah. of all, Wolverine. He's your leading man, dude. Stop uh, playing around. He's not the most important character in this joint. So he has to be a leading man. Second, Henry, he's stocky. He's like, his muscles are thick. And that's why I cast Army Hammer. Because he's like 6'4". So he's going to be taller giving, than this Wolverine. You're giving a lot of dudes hope out there calling Henry what? Cavill stocky. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, right. no, his build. Uh, hello. Is, Chris, you know what I'm talking about. His <laughs> yeah, build hello. is more... Is more brick house. He's more. He's more power. His, his muscles didn't more rounded. It didn't, but it is now. So, oh, so, so well, Cavill, I guess it's fair since we're not getting another Superman movie. We might as well put him somewhere. But, but I think you're wrong. And Wolverine is not just an angry guy walking around. Yeah, no, he pretty much no. Is. Jean Grey would have fallen in love <laughs> with a douchebag. No. He's yes, saying, all girls like the wrong guy for a while. Thank so you. I was about to say that. I'm like, all <laughs> girls love douchebags at some point in their life. No, they <laughs> like, they want to listen. Henry right. Cavill is one Let's hear your next bad choice. Storm Lapita. Lapita is yeah. my storm. Yeah. Finally, the right mm-hmm. storm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Professor X, man. Uh, freaking um, Brian Cranston. Interesting. Mm, I don't know, man. What's Maybe. interesting? He plays super intelligent really well. He plays a Thor really well. And you buy that he can. Are you be basing a it on figure. his performance to Zorda? No. Yeah. And we've seen well, him. Maybe, yes. <laughs> and Breaking Bad and like everything else he's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's Brian too, Cranston. He's too American, though. But. <laughs> um, my rogue is um, Margot Robbie, is my rogue. Uh, man, you just taking all the DC actors and moving over here, huh? They're all everybody's in everything. Cheap. <laughs> Everyone's in everything that's current. Mm. Margot Robbie's dope, and I specifically want Margot Robbie because she can play crazy really well. And what people don't know is that Rogue's main power set is just absorbing powers. When she absorbs too much, she actually can get their thoughts, and that can drive her crazy sometimes. So Rogue has super strength, and she can fly because she absorbed those powers permanently from Captain yeah. Marvel. Yeah. So you got a really dope play here. So that's my role. Beast is Sterling K. Brown, man. Sterling yeah, that works. Brown. Yeah. He's so vulnerable. Like to see his, you'll see his eyes through that makeup. Like you'll see his soul. Hmm. Um, my Jubilee is, I had to look her up because unfortunately there's not enough Chinese <laughs> uh, representation, especially age-wise. But Leah Lewis, this is what she looks like. Because Jubilee is young, Chris. She is supposed to be one of the younger people there. Um, <laughs> or at least comparatively. Comparatively, and that's my that's my jubilee. 
I think she'd be a great Jubilee. And uh, Gambit, you didn't give us your Gambit, but I'll give you my Gambit. Is Tom Pelfrey. Yeah, buddy. Freaking dope Gambit. Y'all know him in Ozark, the brother in Ozark that went crazy in his range. Yeah. His range is ridiculous. And uh, my villain is already on the list, and that would be Magneto, man. I'm casting Liam Neeson as my Magneto. Mm. Interesting. And Magneto is my villain because it ties the whole MCU together. Because for a thousand points, who are Magneto's children? Yeah. Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Boom. Scarlet Witch is trapped doing what she's doing at the Doctor Strange. You see Liam Neeson roll up and get her. <laughs> she's taken. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 calls, he calls the people that got her I give you some choices yes, yes his daughter's Yo. taken I have a very specific skill That's set I move the metal <laughs> now Jack I got to hear your list I, got, I, I, I swear this guy cast probably like who did you cast as Wolverine John Barnthal that's pretty good is he like John Barnthal would can kill that part. I guess the Punisher. I guess I get flagged for Emma Stone, but we're not yes. flagging the You're Punisher. Right. I'll <laughs> take it. But that series is done too. Maybe. Yeah, but until Maybe. it's not, I would put John as Wolverine. He's got the build I want. He's got the aggression I want, and he's got the acting chops to pull it off. John as Wolverine. <laughs> he got my money all day. You can't argue that. Okay. All right. Cyclops, I would cast uh, Scott Eastwood. Scott Eastwood is clean. He's refined. He's leading man. He can lead a group. He's not that refined. He's, he's great. Ref- he's not. He's got the. He's got the. He's got the looks and the cadence for me in that role. And he's not so clean and polished that I still can't identify with him as human. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem with most people casting Cyclops is they cast him weak. And they cast him Boy Scout. He's a leader. He's strong. He's got to have chops. And he's got to be someone who can stand against a Wolverine and check him. And that's why I like Scott. He's got a bit of edge to him. For Beast, I would cast one of my best friends, Lawrence St. Victor. And if I couldn't cast Lawrence St. Victor, for whatever reasons, I would cast uh, Cillian Murphy. We are not the same type. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're not the same type. I'm not offended. I'm just like. You're not the same type, but you're both great actors. And that's what I think Beast has to have the inner beast, but he's also got to have the refined sophistication that goes with being a scientist and a doctor. And my buddy Lawrence has that, and Celine Murphy can pull that off too. Thank you, Jack. For Gambit, I would 100% cast Tom Pelfrey. Hold the ass kiss right now. Hey, 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 let me get my roses, Rich. (laughs) Was Tom Pelfrey on your list before I said anything? Yeah, here's my list. Wow. Tom Pelfrey. Tom Pelfrey is the best cast for Gambit for me because he's got the acting chops. He could pull off the accent. He's got that suaveness about him. Yeah, Yeah. he's got a little silky quality about him. He's he's got that bad boy. That's, that's, That's different than Wolverine's bad boy. Yes, he, he's the bad boy that the girls like. Wolverine's the bad boy the girls want to take care of and heal and whatever. Yeah, so bad that's my bad boy. Bad boy for those, life. Are, those, those are my okay, boys. No, no. <laughs> I can't say bad boys for life. No, <laughs> okay. uh, for the ladies, Jean Jean Grey, I would cast Rose Leslie. She's the girl from Time Traveler's Wife. Oh yeah, she'd be a good Jean Grey. I yeah. think she'd be a, she'd be a great Jean Grey because she has you know we saw her with 
Jon Snow. She's yeah. got acting chops. She's got strength, but she's also she's got a soft elegance about her. And Jean Grey got to have those things. So I think she'd be great casting yeah. for Rogue. I would cast Lauren Cohen from uh, Walking Dead. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, because for me, Rogue has to have uh, a raw, earthy quality to her. I got to see the girl who grew up in the South kind of quality about her. And she's got groundedness in spades. So I would love to see someone like her. For Storm, I would cast one of my friends and clients, Sage Nesbitt, who I think would crush the role. She is a dark-skinned sister, so she would bring the role justice. Thank you. Um, you hear she, that, Chris? She's so, Caribbean, not African, but she would kill the role. And she's been manifesting that she wanted to get cast in that role for as long as I've known her. So she's got the uh, the passion for it. We'll add our freaking manifestation with her if you're going to speak that into existence. For Jubilee, I would cast Yuriko Haraguchi. Also Ooh. someone who has been manifesting that role for a Jack, while. Jack, you're breaking the rules, man. Well, she's guess. an actress, and she's a good one, and she would crush the part. She's a little old for the role, but she plays super young. Would you, I, you, would you cast a Japanese person to play a Chinese person? 100% in this case. It, they do it all the time, bro. Yeah. I know they do, but are we not trying to, like... I mean, that's <laughs> technically... That, that would be as wrong as me casting a Caribbean as an African. And if you're going to give me that one without trouble. Well, that's why I didn't cast it. Yeah, I didn't do it. Or, 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 or casting to Europeans as black, as black Americans. Huh? That's going on. Yeah, that's, that's happening. They're I mean, that doing that. That happens all the time. Go ahead, Jack. For Professor X, I would go Jude Law. And the reason I would go Jude Law, he wasn't my first choice. But then I started thinking about it. And I saw Dumbledore. Jude Law has grown into a refined older gentleman. He still and he's looks got, like he's 40. It's gonna look weird. No, but I, but I, but I think he age him up just a tad, and he doesn't need to be more than like fifty. And Jude Law is in his fifties. What are you talking but, about? But he, he has that Jared Leto thing where this dude still looks like he's thirty. I know, but he would kill that. And opposite, I'm gonna butcher his name. This is one of my favorite actors, Mads. Mads, Mike, Mads, Mick, Mads, Mickelson. Michael Mads. No, Mads. Not- Mad Mixon, yeah, he's he played uh, Hannibal. Yes, this guy. That's oh, my Magneto. He'd be great. Yeah. That's good. He's my Magneto. Well done. Well done. Yeah, that's a good one. Well done. Yeah. Well done. That'll work. Um, I'm not sold on your Professor Rex. Not that he can't do it. I just I'm looking at the ensemble. Him and, and like, Jude, they would, they would, they would kill that. And Mads, holy crap, Mads make me Mads to see that content actually happen. <laughs> a couple honorable mentions: Colossus. I cast off Lundgren. As is age appropriate, I take them. Why you can't, you can't have X? Wait, no, hold on, go back. Why is your Colossus 66 years old? Because CGI gonna carve 20 of that right off. <laughs> Shaking my head. Wait, and what? Morph, I would cast Leonardo DiCaprio as, as Jimmy. Olsen. Oh my god, <laughs> Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're gonna cast the most. Like, that's where all your money's going and your budget for Morph. Yes. And you're never going to see him. Look, Morph's structure is always the anime wait, series. Wait. Do you remember so, that episode where Morph went crazy because he didn't actually have a face? Wait. You're going to cast the most bankable movie star in the world as someone who's often going to be played by somebody else because his powers are to be. That's hilarious. That's like Brad Pitt's cameo in Deadpool. Yeah. Jack's yeah. making the money, guys. Jack's making the money. And my villain, 
would be Onslaught. Oh, I, Onslaught? I had Onslaught too, yes. So Onslaught was, um, basically what happened was Professor X put Magneto into like a vegetable comatose state with his psychic powers, but but Magneto's mm-hmm. essence basically corrupted Professor X. So it turned into Onslaught, where basically it was the morphing of these two things, create a psionic weaponized beast that was just laying havoc to everything. Yep. So I play Ons- uh, Onslaught as the villain baddie that you eventually build to. Um, which would you wouldn't really necessarily have an actor in there, but if I were going to have an actor in there, it would have to be Daniel Day Lewis because he would probably actually find a way of becoming Onslaught. I want to see his preparation. <laughs> That's why he stays away from these movies. Yes, because <laughs> it's prep. Uh, well done. You know what? If I were to look over our list, I think I would pull a couple and make the ultimate team. I, in my opinion, I think I have the ultimate Professor Rex. He might be too American for you. But if I put Brian Cranston, John Bernthal, Scott Ooh. Eastwood, Ooh. Uh, me as Beast, of course. Let's start yes. Eureka. <laughs> Jack, I'll rock with you. You know what? Liam Neeson and Matt's, I mean, I'll rock with Matt's. I feel like that's like those two guys come in. It's like whoever's cheaper. It's just like it's you, you win either way. I think we got a great team here in, in and Chris, we didn't. I'm using Jack Scott Eastwood. I'm not even using anything you said. Okay. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> your list is absolutely ridiculous. Jealous. I, I I see the jealous at my genius, and uh, it does not look good on you. Wow. Oh, fair enough. Rich, can I just ask you who you would cast as Wolverine, or just give give us like two? Since Idris Elba. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do Idris Elba because. He's black. I, I would like to stay somewhat original to the to the man's uh, culture. Um, I was going to say, um, what's his name? Venom, but he's in Sony? Yeah, yeah he's in a Marvel property. Yeah, he's in Sony's Marvel property. Um, he's pretty perfect. He, he would be great. Yeah. Um, Radcliffe. Yeah. Actually, the, internet's, that, the internet's that, been that, pushing for that. Yeah, yeah. That, that sounds far off. That's- Look, Daniel Radcliffe would pull a Heath Ledger. He would show up and blow our freaking minds. I believe he would do. I believe he can do it. You you guys know Daniel Radcliffe's less interesting brother's name? What? Daniel Boring Cliff. Oh, Jesus. No. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So you just give everybody finger guns? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's why I don't validate his finger guns. <laughs> everyone gets it. Huh, first of all, first of all, look, look, hold on. Hold on. You're, you're you a whore. You're a dirty, that, you're a dirty that whore. Came out of nowhere. That came out of nowhere. And Jack just shot it. Jack. Jack deserves yeah. I thought it was like, um, I thought we have a connection. I thought it's love, but you out here just giving it to everybody, Chris. Blasting everybody. <laughs> blasting Bla- finger blasting, blasting everyone is what he does. So you boring. dirty, dirty whore, you. Um, <laughs> and I guess Joel Egerton. Yeah, Ooh. he's great. Yeah. He's great. Remember that movie Light? The, what was it called? The, the Warrior movie. with Tom Hardy. But he doesn't have the physique for Wolverine for me. He can get it, though. He can get it. I mean, if he didn't have it in that movie, what movie is he going to get it? My issue with casting these older guys as Wolverine is so you still got like a 30-something-year-old as Jean Grey. That's not going to look good on screen, guys. Do we really have to do that whole love triangle? Like, you know. Yeah, you kind of do. You kind of have to. Aren't they in a love triangle right now? Currently, I think currently in the comics... There is an actual love triangle between Cyclops, Jean Grey, and Wolverine. They're not. They're always. Well, it, you no, know no, what's actually happening right now? 
it's all her, man. She's manipulating them with her oh. mind. Oh, boy. Yep. Right here blaming the woman. Always her fault. Say, um, she's uh, a psychic. What, what, you think yep. she's not hitting people against Are you misleading these Jack? men with your womanly wiles? <laughs> great debate, guys. Great. This is fun. I think somewhere in here we have an X-Men movie. Juan Carlos Esposito playing <laughs> a Holocaust survivor. <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, man. Why did I just put Damon Wayne as Professor X while we're at it? <laughs> <laughs> He's bald. That's this. Hey. Idris says Wolverine. Oh, and like, yeah, let's go super light skinned for freaking Storm. Let, let's cast like Jennifer Lawrence as Storm. Right? <laughs> and then obviously you got to get uh, Ryan Reynolds in there. Got to get Cyclops. Ryan Reynolds. He can play Cyclops. <laughs> Actually, this is Ryan probably... Reynolds will play Beast. Yeah, you're right. He played Gambit, guys. He could play a gambit. He got the accent. If we need the accent, I don't know. He's gonna have to have the accent. Let's get to the reason why we're here. It's time, time for the, the main event. event. Okay, we're gonna give a spoiler-free review first, but I'm gonna ask you guys a spoilerish question. So this might negate the spoiler-free review. This is for Chris and Rich. Guys, on a scale of one to five, five being Hate it the most, one being hated the least. How much do you guys think Jack hated this movie? <laughs> <laughs> I give it like a five and a half. Three and a half. I give it a 4.5. <laughs> I might give it a solid. He hated it at a four. I, I give it a four. Um, <laughs> we'll find out. Jack, five is you hate it the most, one is you hate it the least. I'm at four, which is at 4.5. Chris, you're at a three. Three and a half. Three and a half. All right. Spoiler-free synopsis. Thor enlists the help of Valkyrie, Korg, and ex-girlfriend Jane Foster to fight Gore the God Butcher and intends to make the God, who intends to make the gods extinct. Brief synopsis. Uh, I had a good time. Had a lot of issues with it. Not to get into spoiler territory, but its tone for me is all over the place and... It really wants to be a comedy and it doesn't need to be. And I feel like it sacrifices a lot of moments to be so, but uh, we'll get more into it. So uh, it was a good, I'm glad I watched it. I'm, I would, I don't know if I'd watch it again, but I'm happy I watched it. I'm happy I watched it. What do you guys think? Spoiler free. Um, There were, I had a bipolar experience. There were things I loved about this content and things that it's, it was my problem with like um, Ragnarok. You know, it's like Ragnarok had all this humongously palpable emotional things going on in the story. And then they were just really sold pretty cheap. And that's kind of the thing that Thor is. It's it's the heartbeat of what's going on is crazy how deep it actually is. Mm-hmm. And it's often kind of sloughed off. Um, I liked it. I liked the movie. Uh but it, it was not without its. You had to give a lot of passes. You remember the first time you tried like espresso and it was bitter and terrible, and you left it. You're like, ah. but then after you sit with the flavor in your mouth for a little bit, you're like, ah, oh, it it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. It's all right. Like I left thinking like, damn, this movie was stupid. And then after like thinking about it, I'm like, I I did have a good time in it. You know, it was all right. I wouldn't say it was great, but I think my first snap opinion walking out of the theater wasn't necessarily my opinion now after I've kind of reflected on the movie. Mm-hmm. Like I have my issues with the movie with some of the with some of the 
leeways that they took with certain things, but uh, it was all right. It was all right. I had some really, really fun, fun, fun moments, but they had some really, really moments that I seriously questioned. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Rich? Uh, overall, I enjoyed the movie. There were some things that I, I also questioned. Um, those things that just didn't need to happen. And the other stuff that that they they could have like it, you know it went a little bit deeper in like some of the the heartfelt stuff like you know did a little more with the oh wait no spoilers no so yeah spoilers. um yeah there's some things that they could have went into a little bit more um kind of dropped the comedy just a bit a smidge and you know latched onto that but um other than that I enjoyed it cool spoiler free now let's get into the deep dive we're gonna talk about this thing as we recap it and go down the rabbit hole spoiler alert here we go so we start off with gore and his daughter in this type of they're on a different planet different realm but they're in the desert essentially and they are dying there's no food no water this skin is sunburnt and they're dying and gore's daughter dies in his arms not too long after that he looks oh, out oh, spoiler well, I said spoiler alert. Spoiler. Yeah, Dies yeah. in his arms. Right. He goes off. He kind of sees an oasis. Something's calling him. And he goes to these kind of, all of a sudden, he's like in this sort of rainforesty place. And he goes through and he sees this God there. This His God. His God he's been praying to. He sees him. He falls to his knees. He worships this God. And this God is pretty much looking at him like, what's your name is again? <laughs> like this God doesn't acknowledge him at all all and he's like we prayed for you we prayed you would come but it's okay we can worship you and this god makes him feel insignificant it's like like he's an insect and then christian bale said well you're not my god he pulls off the necklace or whatever and then the god chokes him and that's when that sword pops up because the god just killed the god this god who's a god butcher who had the sword the last bearer of the sword yes and the sword literally comes up out of the ground into gore's hands Gore kills the god, and there he pretty much proclaims, I will kill all the gods. Now, guys, this is where I have one of my biggest issues in this movie. It's the tone for me. We're set up with this, this thing we can all feel. This guy has his child in his hands, and he can't do anything to save her. Like, we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're in this tone that's like, oh, wow. And Christian Bale's a beast, so he's giving Killing us it. all the emotions. Yep. And literally, he walks through this jungle, and we get a god that's out of a Disney cartoon, like Little Mermaid. And the tones struggle, because right here, this is supposed to set up Gore's whole mission of killing gods. And we lose all of the emotional weight for me because everything played against what they set up five minutes ago. That to me is kind of the movie, you know? I think that's such a great example too of the, the problem I had. It's like Christian Bell was on such another level and his performance of gore phenomenal i wasn't in love with the way he looked the whole time but his performance i couldn't he can't shake a stick at it and the second they put him against another actor which was unfortunately the first scene he had with this guy it, the movie suddenly turned so tone deaf that I, I was confused what the content was and i saw bell like he was in just a totally different movie talking to this guy who was in his own totally different movie and suddenly the movie didn't make sense instantly mm-hmm you know, see, I, I had, I didn't have issues with his performance. I thought his performance was phenomenal. I didn't have issues with the with the great disparity because if this guy thinks he's up here 
and living this life of leisure and is just laughing and joking. And Christian Bale just lost his daughter and he's going through this and he found out that every, all his faith system is shaken. You're going to see a huge drastic difference in personalities and attitudes. And I was okay with that. That's not where my problem with, with, <laughs> with, with it. And we'll get, I'll, I'll bring that up when we get that further down, but. I'm with the God's attitude and personality being the antithesis, but it felt like he stepped into another movie. Yeah. Like, like the yeah. God was so more than mustache twirling. He was, so it felt like, it felt like, it felt like the Christmas character in Scrooge. You know, yeah. Kind of like big and theatrical. It, it was the acting. It wasn't the way he was depicted. It was, it was the acting. It's, that's the it was direction. big and theatrical. And that's not the direction, in. man. I know that. I'm sure they, I'm sure that guy can act just fine. But it even was his just look, like a, even the look of it, like just it, everything was so big. Theatrical. Well, well God, like this right. is why they worship. Yeah, so, was, so was Thor. So was Odin. So is all these guys. Yeah, this Odin's whole movie a, is chocked full of gods. Odin's a god, and we didn't see like a Disney version of him as god. We saw something more regal. We saw, or or whatever it is. But yeah, and there I, was a way to make that grounded. You know, if you uh, wanted to be, if you wanted the to, Tycho. Be. No, but the problem was the problem was the way he revered the other person because it meant nothing to him. It was a god looking at an ant or a rodent. What do I care about you? Yeah. It didn't have to be theatrical. But they went for the that that was their opportunity because this movie is a comedy. So yeah. it's like, if it's going to be a comedy, you got to introduce humor quick, especially yeah. if you got that. Like the beginning is not suggesting remotely comedic. So right off the bat, though, I thought I would have problems with that because in the comic, that storyline, God of Thunder, gore is set up so well. It's a mystery. It's like. There's this real palpable danger across the cosmos that there is a thing out there that is literally killing gods. And we don't know who it is. We don't know what it is. We don't know how they're doing it. But all these gods are just showing up dead. And it's so the storyline ends up being so tethered to Thor's path that he can't not get involved. Um, so, you know, this, they gave his his story up right at the bat. But. Bell was so palpable. It was all right. I couldn't fault it. I'm like, okay, I didn't really like that the oath was made so spoon fed in that moment. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really like that they didn't find a way to plant the seed of Gore's trajectory, you know, like let the mythos just like there's this great narration. Korg is given this great narration at the beginning of it. He picks back up at the end of it, which was kind of nice, but also a little disjointed in the middle of it. Like, What's the narrative point of view? But it would have been nice to get, I think, some of the danger and the threat of even gods aren't safe. Well, and we don't know why. That's why I think the movie is at war with, with itself. Like, when I look at Black Panther and I think of Killmonger, who, in my opinion, is like probably one of the best villains the MCU ever created. The movie is about these two points of view. It's about Killmonger as much as it's about Black Panther. And that's why it works here. As much as this movie starts with gore, it is not about gore. But it's you not see about this that. idea of, you see gore's conflict plays out time and time and time again. Even when Thor goes, talks to Zeus, you go, well, don't meet your heroes because they're all basically going to let you down. And that's what happens with gore at the top of the movie. You but know? this movie wanted to be about a love story between Thor and Jane. And right. you kind of have to choose who's going to be your second to Thor. And they chose Jane, not Gore. Whereas in Black Panther, Killmonger was the second. It was about that relationship. 
Right. I would agree with that. But I don't know that I necessarily fault that. Like, I actually really ended up liking Natalie Portman. In it. No, I like it was how they it. gave her the hammer in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but, but in that, you have to choose who do you lean into? And they chose. And I'm, I'm happy they did. I think your version of Gore would have been great, but I'm happy they still leaned into what they did. Um, now we get Thor pretty much is like training montage, you know, oh, I hated Wait, <laughs> how he on, went. Sorry. <laughs> well, I didn't mind how he went from the dad bod to the God bod. And he's had a lot of bod bods, but that opening scene, the, the real first scene with Thor where he's meditating, but it's all just kind of BS meditating. He's not actually meditating. And then he goes and this is where the movie just really started to derail for me. Like, did, did we need to see him destroy their temple? These are cheap lives. Wait, let me go back to what you said about meditating first. Okay. I had an issue with that as well because we're pretending like we didn't see a Thor just deal with PTSD, just deal with the fact that he messed up with Thanos. So they had a battle and he redeemed it. Like we're forgetting like this Thor in Infinity War and Endgame has grown crazily. That's, that why, was- that's why it would have been cool to actually see him on that journey, but it was all fake out. And really meditate, like really yes. deal with what do I do now instead of yes. just, yeah. I was I'm, hoping I'm, I'm, that, that that's what I was excited for. I was like, we're going to see this guy's trajectory, but it wasn't. It was, they faked us out on what the movie's about. And it's one second scene and Guardians of the Galaxy is a cameo that doesn't push any of the plot forward. We think it's just fun to see them for half a and, second. And, and Thor kind of, when you watch him in the beginning of this movie, dude, you reverted back to the beginning of part one. Yeah. Like you reverted back to the Thor that lost his hammer because he's reckless and doesn't it's care. All, all cheap <laughs> jokes. Oh, man. It's Let like me, they played him like an, a buffoon. They made that, him Thor the buffoon. from the office. He's so freaking <laughs> stupid. In, the first, in these first moments of the movie, I'm like, what the hell am I watching? Yeah. You didn't like him riding Stormbreaker like a broom, like a witch broom? Oh my goodness, man. <laughs> Why so did he tell you he was like Kevin from the freaking office? I was so upset. I'm like, what is this? Maybe I guess I'm the odd man out here because I enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed that shit. Like, I ain't gonna lie. The film started out with such incredible acting and then boom, we're in Thorville and we're just watching a buffoon. You can't have Christian Bell being so dropped in, so deep, so captivating so much heart but the movie's not even about him it's about thor who we know is supposed to be on this same kind of trajectory and then it's all just cheap gags and he's a buffoon but, but let's not let's not downplay that the comedy that chris hemsworth is doing is freaking masterful of course masterful no way of course comedy. it is but it's not it's just it just seems almost off brand i guess it's supposed to be funny but he again he's supposed to be a frat boy whatever but he's just so stupid this is the this is the sequel to Ragnarok. And even with I'm sorry, even with yeah. the movie, the the moment with him and uh, Chris Pratt, That's Chris Pratt funny. isn't supposed that to was, be infinitely smarter than him. That, that was actually pretty funny. I like that. That, that I actually I like that. Part. That's well, is it, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. But is Pratt's, is, is Chris Pratt supposed to be or Star Lord supposed to be as uh, smarter than him? Because he kind of acts the same way in his in his own fashion, but not with Thor. With Thor, he's the straight guy, right. which is fine. I'm cool. Listen, this is a sequel to Ragnarok. This movie exists as if you haven't watched anything else in the MCU but Thor Ragnarok. And if that's the case, you're probably going into this movie different than the rest of us. I appreciate the comedy, especially I appreciate the comedy when it's bantering with each other, not when he destroys their temple and it's a joke. I don't like that. I like Peter Quill and and Thor kind of like 
Why does Thor think he's the captain of this ship? I think that's just hilarious. Yeah. I love that. Those parts work for me when the comedy is relational, not like the impact of the universe type stuff. See, I'll tell you when Thor, Thor for me, if you go back to the first Thor, he's sitting in the bar, tavern, diner, coffee shop, whatever it is, and he smashes the cup on the I ground. have another. That yeah. comedy was, was the right comedy for me because it was cultural based it's it was the behavioral elements of the character right it wasn't just this these it wasn't an idiot it was just he is different and when you want another drink because you enjoy this one you smash the cup kenneth branagh went out of his way to make thor this regal tale with this guy who's out of sorts taiko is making a musical without the music this is a music this is a baz lerman musical without the music and that that's and Taiku, I love his work, but he went out of his way to erase everything about Thor. So much so his close friends are barely an afterthought anymore. Like he went out of his way to kill off everybody connected to the original Thor movies. Except Sid, yeah. who loses an arm, spoiler alert. But like everything that we know close to Thor is gone, including <laughs> Asgard. <laughs> Right. And the only people that are part, Valkyrie came up in Ragnarok. They're all Ragnarok creators. She, and she's great, man. Like, I, I love the cast of characters. I, yeah. I, Valkyrie, she's exciting for me. Korg is great. Korg I is, love that like they Korg. start embellishing him. Uh, it's funny that, you know, Korg's only mate with men and Valkyrie's, you know, there's this whole other kind of meta reality in the movie that they're quietly saying we support and push, but yeah. not overtly saying it which is cool I'm like even the uh even the when uh the valkyrie tells thor hey man relax we're on the same team in relation right. to jane yeah. 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 like there's oh, a lot yeah. of little little fun shout outs that way i met natalie portman was great the the cast and the acting in this movie was great it's, and you know? okay so like back back so, so yes thor he's on a mountain meditating there's a mission they got to save these people their temple is being destroyed because their god was killed and without lawrence that, is god, still in the first 10 minutes of the movie if anyone's <laughs> we're all in the first we're all still all in the opening credits so the temple falls thor all that stuff happens that's where he learns that someone's going around killing gods right he realizes that and on the ship looking at monitors and he sees sith is in trouble the last friend he has from the original movies with the exception of Jane, is in trouble. He goes to her with and Korg. she's got her arm cut off. This she's got is her arm cut Star off. Wars homage that they love adding to the MCU. Someone got to get a hand cut off. And we see the first god outside of the one in the beginning killed, that big monster thing, who apparently is a delightful, that wonderful Really person. nice guy. <laughs> really nice guy. I would have loved to have And that's, those are elements of the movie that I would have loved to actually seen. Yes. I would have liked to have seen the mythos of these powerful gods being killed that's what the gore started off so strong for me and got weaker throughout because as you said jack we never actually see him kill any gods no and the, the first power one. and the way his power is depicted in the movie was how did you kill opinion, all these gods it was trash <laughs> yeah, yeah it was trash it's um, like all these phantom shadow spider creatures i don't know what but the which look which look extremely different from the first time they showed up a new asgard to when they were on the the shadow world the creatures look drastically different as if they were from a whole different species which really bugged me out i'm like just carry the continuity through or just be this dude with this sword just going right. through everybody like you can't he doesn't need minions he didn't just, need minions yeah. he did yeah, not need the minions the sword was is a symbiote, correct? Sort so of. It's, 
It's not really a symbiote, but it's it's this dark. Is it okay? Here's a question I have for you guys: Is the sword possessing Gore in in this movie, or is the sword just killing him as he's using corrupting? Corrupting, is corrupting is him a little bit. Yeah, this is like Wanda. Wanda, like the book, like we're but giving our villains a way out. But he's already on the spectrum, right? And so you're already in that vein. It's accent like Wanda. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. So we're, so it's just a way that Marvel's giving our villains away. Like, they're not really bad. It's the token that made them bad. Instead of just letting this guy make a choice yeah. to kill some gods. Yeah, and the choice would have been big enough. I think so. And you saw in the opening scene, we would have all, we all been like, yeah. Kill and then guys. when Thor started meeting the other gods, you're like, yeah, you know, all these gods are kind of dicks. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> and Thor's not much better half the time. He's not. He destroyed these people's whole church. Yeah, so, you know, maybe Thor's kind of right. <laughs> Man. So he goes off. He learns about this stuff. At, at that point, we're, at, we're in New Asgard, and we, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's a commercialized cruise lines are going there. Valkyrie's like, is it its own country? Is she the president? or the, She's the king. Kinda. She's the king. king. She's the king. king. So it has its own country, and, uh, but she's doing all the boring stuff. And Flash is just going to muddy this all together. We see Jane and Jane dying of cancer. Dying of free- now, this hit me in my freaking. This always hits me in my feels, man. If we come back for a sequel and I expect the character to be fine and they have like a real life thing, like not magic, not like it's real, that stuff kicks me in my feels, dude. And she goes to Asgard because the, ha- uh, the hammer's calling her. And she goes there and, you know, it's a touristy spot where it is broken apart from, you know, Ragnarok. Right. You see it start to shake. And you're like, what is this about? Well, you know what it's about because we saw the trailer. If we didn't see the trailer, we'd be like, what is this about? Right. <laughs> and um, that happens. Uh, Gore goes to Asgard, starts catching Rex, is fighting all these people. And Thor touches down. They're fighting. They're fighting. And then somebody just touches down. Electricity's going everywhere, Jack. It's flying everywhere. Electricity, baby. Rich. The ex-girlfriend is back. Jane Foster, Lady Thor. Thor, Dr. Jane Foster, if you're nasty. Mighty <laughs> the, Thor. The mighty Thor <laughs> is back, and she's catching him. And then we get a montage of their relationship. Now, this is another problem I had with this movie, guys. Not the movie, this universe. This universe did not care about Jane and Thor. So much so, their montage was stuff they had to shoot in this movie. They couldn't, like, go back to the first three, four movies and pull scenes because they didn't care about that relationship no. at all. No. So it's like, this is why. They really flushed it out there in that montage. It was a good freaking montage. And, and it was a great montage, great and it montage. actually filled in all the things that the other three movies didn't. Yeah, and it got, it got me in my feet. And that's, that's the power of the director, Chris Hemsworth, and Natalie Portman. Because in those three minutes, I bought this relationship. And the other thing that they really built was the love that Mjolnir, his hammer, was privy to. And how that love was so palpable between Thor and Jane that it created its own little magical Disney, spell baby. This is Disney. Yo, you know when Disney is in charge. So, yeah, it, it works. works. It works. I mean, Absolutely. Look, let, me, let me talk about this. Is the, this, is, this is where... I had real problems. Your heart is it. stone cold. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm fine <laughs> with her. I, I, no, but I'll tell you right now. First of all, you know how I always complain when they have like a minority character or they have like a woman character, they always soapbox it and I get pissed off. I just want to see the character. 
I felt in this movie, Jane Foster was such a power. Don't, Rich, I'm saying something for real. You don't, gotta, it's, it's, don't laugh. It's for real. I'm like, <laughs> Rich, Rich is waiting for me He's to preparing himself. Yeah. In this movie, you have a powerful female character without rubbing your nose in it. You, you, you see her be powerful. You see her do all these things, and you're buying it, and you're buying her as this powerful woman without them having to kind of poke, poke at you. Like, look, see, she's a woman. Look, see, look what she can do. Look what she can do. And I think they gave that to us in, in a fantastic way, and I really appreciate that. Jane was just a person, and they didn't make Thor weaker to make nah. her Thor stronger. They were just right. both strong. Right. Yeah. So, and, 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 and going to the end, she makes the ultimate sacrifice, and we don't ever feel like it's agenda-based. It didn't feel like He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Rutila <laughs> <laughs> gets the power. Right, like even in the scene where she's in the hospital at the end, literally dying on her deathbed, and Thor is explaining, listen, the hammer is pulling your life's energy in order to give you all this power. You have to stop or it's going to kill you. Mm-hmm. You do it one more time, you're probably dead. And this was my problem with going back to Ragnarok. There was a very similar conversation made with the Hulk, where he goes, <laughs> if I turn into the Hulk one more damn time, I'll probably never turn back. And then they just tossed all that for cheap laughs. The same thing was basically said here. Listen, you use the hammer again. It's the point of no return. You really got to stop. And then she makes the decision at the end to go because she's needed. And she answers the call. And they and make you knew a it's meal gonna out happen. of it. Yeah. I mean, you knew it was going to happen. Yeah. But they did make a meal out of it. Unfortunately, I felt like, you know, when she's dying at the end after the battle. And Gore's like, you're not going to try to stop me. And Thor goes, you won, man. Why would I spend my last seconds dealing with you when I can spend it with this person who's my heart? Mm-hmm. And he goes to Natalie Portman. And then, you know, Gore instead makes the choice to bring his daughter back instead of erase all of the gods, which opens up a whole other can of worms about Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet and why so all the trouble with that when you could have just went there and made a wish, right? Instead like, of trying to find where it is. Right? Right? Yep. I mean, but right? So damn confused. And just powers (laughs) everywhere, right? And then, wait, and then Thor really could have just, instead of dealing with all that bullshit, he could have just went there and made a wish. (laughs) Time travel, I mean, right? I mean, what? There's a lot. Okay, Hang on. There's a lot of plot threads we can pull on, man. Anyways, not the point I was building to there, but. But we have to talk about that. We have to talk about that, but I felt like there was a conflict even in the last scene because Thor's dealing with the death of Natalie Portman as Gore's dying, dealing with his daughter having come back, and then he dies and Natalie dies, and then there's like that works it was for me. Too, 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 yeah, but I felt like it kind of if, if it was easy, but it was yeah, it was like the two biggest things, and then right when Natalie Portman disappears in the ether. Gore turns to him, Thor, with no care or concern at all that Natalie Portman, his heart just died because <laughs> oh, he, didn't know. he killed her. Yeah, he wouldn't care. Yeah, but he knew. And he goes, hey, I'm going to die. Make sure you take care of my girl. Okay. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, hey, man, what? You're not going to say, hey, sorry for the bullshit I just caused you? Do you mind taking care of my girl? <laughs> you know? I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> that would have been nice. Yeah, would have been nice. Would have been. But I think. I think Gore knows that he doesn't have to. The way Thor came here to save those children, it's like, well, yeah. But, but, but it wasn't Thor who said he'd look. He, Thor wasn't the one who, in that ending scene who it said she won't be that, alone. 
it was yeah. Natalie, and then Natalie died. So, wh- who do you think's I mean, gonna I look guess, after your kids? I guess when you opened it up that way, <laughs> she did. And why would she say that if she knew she was on her deathbed? Good point. Good point. That's like, I'm saying, that's when you're in a relationship and the girl just kind of opts for you to do a thing, but you're like, wait, when was I going to be privy to the conversation? Don't I get a, a, a say in this? Those are relationships, okay? Yep. Now, that and then she bounces. The time. That actually makes the most sense, that she just made a decision for him and he's just... <laughs> like, I, 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 guess I, I guess we're doing this. This is what we're doing, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but I will... What was I going to say? I lost my train. Well, also, okay, since we already jumped all the way to the end of the movie, my biggest issue is if you're gore and you find out you can make a wish, there's only one wish you should have. Bring your daughter back. Right. Like, why are killing gods on the table when you can bring your daughter back? Well, and that, but that was the problem with the movie. We didn't see him go so far into the thing. We needed that. For that end scene to actually be a conflict of choices happening, we needed to see. But he didn't even have a conflict of choice. Like it wasn't even like in his thought process to bring his again. Daughter. This this is my problem. It's it's and it's all it's it's like the Wanda problem. With spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Wanda, uh, should be called Wanda's journey through the multiverse, multiverse of madness. Yeah, the Doctor Strange movie. We didn't see Wanda's progression. We didn't see Gore's progression where he got more and more corrupted by his involvement with the sword. The more time, like if you go to the, if you look at that, um, the scene right at the beginning where Gore goes into the oasis and he kills the god for the first time, there's another creature there that was pitch black, Mm -hmm. covered in the corruption of the sword. Well, Gore needed to become more and more corrupt as the movie went on. And so by the time you get to that, it's almost him battling to pull himself out of the corruption i think they tried to do that with his actions without us ever getting to know him because in the beginning he's out to kill gods what is kidnapping children and killing innocent people got to do with that so they're showing his actions without seeing him he oh he did kill a few innocent people when he released those things but he never actually harmed the children i i always thought he pulled the children as a trap to 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 lure but they're they're still in harm's way so there's a difference between a father to that. And we ne- like Jack said, we never got to see where 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 does it start becoming you're doing too much. But we don't spend well, enough time with him. And that scene where Gore goes into the cage where he's holding the children and he's kind of scaring the kids and snaps the creature's neck to terrify the kids. That scene done by a lesser actor would have been unwatchable. Like it, it was, was still cringe almost. cringeworthy on page. Right. And that's my point of him being corruptible. Gore, you kidnap these kids because you have a mission. Terrifying them for no reason is not part of your mission. So there's something that is changing in him that we didn't get to experience. We're just seeing it in splurts that don't really match. Um, It goes, I go back to, we needed to see his journey a little bit with killing gods. And every time he does what that does to him. Right. Yeah. We needed it. Um, So that's the rich. Okay. No, I'm just looking up to, because I'm, I I was almost certain that the that the necro sword was a symbiote, and it is saying that it pretty much is. It corrupts them, yeah. Yeah, and also those things, those creatures, Chris, those are black berserkers, and they, they come gotta, in many forms. Why they got to be black? Yeah, I was because that's what they're called. Because they're black. Because mm. they're black. Mm. I'm sorry, called. ebony berserkers. Is that better? Shadow, a little bit. A little bit. Shadow berserkers. Berserkers <laughs> of color, rich. <laughs> yeah. So. 
Thor, Jane, and Valkyrie <laughs> go on this journey. Now, this movie feels like one long journey. They keep going somewhere, coming back, going somewhere, coming back. We also have a love triangle in this movie. We have a love triangle between uh, the Hammer, Stormbreaker, and Thor, which I thought, and honestly, I loved it as a one-time joke. But when that thing kept playing, I was like, all right, y'all are beating this for a dead horse here. It was really like a running gag. It wasn't a one-time joke. Yeah, let me ask you a question. You're our, our, you're probably better versed on comic book Thor. Is there any kind of sentience to Stormbreaker or Munir at all in the comic books? I'd be the wrong person to ask that, but I kind of loved it in the movie. I And listen, I haven't consumed a, a plethora of Thor content. I've really only consumed a few he does talk to his hammer from time to time that's certainly a thing he has a relationship the same as i might with one of my swords on the wall that i love um does does wait, the does, you have a, wait hold on you have a relationship with your sword the same no, way you treat certain does. objects in your house a little hey. better than other certain objects in your house sure you know, you know I might like, talk, every man talks to his car like every man talks to his car like there you, know. you go Right. Every man talks like, to his car. But Chris is asking, does his car talk back to him? Right. Well, right. Okay. Right. And I'll, but I'll say this: it's not in any of the other Thor movies. Exactly. But it was a huge. It was. It was. They were a characters all in of themselves, right? And, and it wasn't like the hammer was. That hammer just flew. It would float. It levitate. It was like it was a character in this movie, which was. I'm not mad at that. I wasn't the, mad the, at the, it. The running gag, I was like, all right, okay. But I wasn't mad at it. Um, I think... Like when he gave uh, Stormbreaker a drink for the first time. That was cool. Like, it was cool. It was Now, if Stormbreaker got drunk, I'd be like, this is too much. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you that was cut out. I'm sure. I, there was a whole scene where Stormbreaker was, drove them off the Bifrost. Um, so they, they're like, we got to get to gods, right? And they're like, we got to get to Zeus. There's Zeus. I love when like Greek mythology enters here because in my mind, like, you know, Zeus is kind of like Wonder Woman's sort of daddy. So it's like it all mm-hmm. kind of comes together in some weird multiverse way. Yep. So we go to Zeus, and Zeus is played by Jarrell. Russell Russell Crowe, Crow, man. And he is pompous. He's big. It's a Disney movie. And it's fun. It's it's great for what it is. It's a very long scene. Uh, Thor goes to him, and he said, I'm going to flick. And Thor's clothes come off. You flick and, too hard. And the girls are going. Now, this is, I had one little issue with that flick too hard. To me, the Thor in the first movie would have stood there in all his glory and said, take a good look. Yeah. Like the Thor in the right. first movie would not have been bashful about mm-hmm. saying butt naked in front of people. He would have been like, oh, yeah. He's also standing in front of gods, too. So that, that, that may be why. I feel, the Thor in the first movie would have been like, this is, a, this is what I do on Tuesday. <laughs> and isn't it weird? The tone is so kid-like and it's Disney. But then we'll just hear like the orgy, <laughs> over and over and over again. I was like, "Wait!" <laughs> he said the word orgy like four times in that scene. I was like, "Did I hear them say the orgy?" And I, oh yes, I did. Oh, they're oh, double. Yes. Oh, they, oh, well, okay. And now you're not invited to the orgy. And I can see some little kid, mommy. What's an orgy? <laughs> oh, man. Um, and honestly, what I love about that scene was. When Thor stood up to Zeus, that's the Thor that I've been looking for throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Standing there saying, we have an obligation, we have a responsibility, we have to do this, we have to stop him. Like, 
Hero Thor came out. She's like, there you are. Let Man, everything else be funny around you. Yeah, but it's, okay, I get it. You can have some. He's going to be a comedy. But why is Russell Crowe doing such a terrible, like almost offensive Greek accent? It sounds like it's it. It sounds like it. Sometimes this movie went so off in the comedy side, on the comedy deep end. It almost felt like I was watching a parody. Yeah. It was and, a parody. This is like a parody of. But there's a there's already a parody in the movie with Matt Damon. That, exactly. So was this freaking parody in Inception? I, I I don't know. I I I, I couldn't ride I with agree, that. But it, this is but this was the problem with my the problem for me right off the bat, and it happened in the first scene with Gore when he interacted with the other god. They turned him into a cartoon. Russell Crowe's a dope ass actor. You think they he's not capable of giving a grounded performance and yet this was the way he was directed to give me a cartoon performance and spoiler alert post credit scene zeus is at the end he survives being killed and it's like are you setting him up to be a future thor big bad if so why'd you make him so silly light and unthreatening if he's right. if he's supposed to be something for thor later and then who cares that his son hercules is there like he's supposed to be light and non-threatening amongst his own people the gods amongst humans he's a threat i'm not saying he wouldn't be friendly in the life of the party it's just the way it's depicted like i i'm not excited to see thor versus zeus or thor versus hercules the way they set yeah. this up i'm you not know, either you it's don't like him holding up his skirt as he went down the stairs exactly that wasn't for you thank you listen <laughs> that's it you nailed it and it was unnecessary right like you could have just given us a, a truthful performance and it's the problem with the gods is their disregard for the things that give them power in the first place with the people who worship and revere them but they think so little of them and therein lies the conflict it's why gore is vindicated it's why thor has to do what he does but then to make them cartoon characters on top of that it actually just takes away from takes the away. problem like loki in thor was always funny but he always had edge you, you always believed the threat that he could become that's right. why he got his own series right here so they steal zeus's thunderbolt Lightning bolt. Yeah, Thunderbolt, they literally still is. Which Thunderbolt. looked terrible. It looked like Lightning a freaking. Bolt. Co- it looked like looked like a cosplay at a comic con. Hey, yeah. hey, do not disrespect the cosplay at a comic con, sir. You're right about <laughs> they that. Go, Don't they go disrespect the con. Some of that looks better than the movies. So they Facts. they kill Zeus, and I would think that killing Zeus would have been a bigger deal. Like you killed, well, but he wasn't actually dead. No, but a bigger deal to Thor. Yeah, and like you killed. But, but, and, and you would have thought it'd been a bigger deal to the gods. Like everybody's sitting there. Everything. Like that's like you guys are all immortal and have been together since the existence of time. To see each other die cannot be small. You're not. That was to the die. problem with Gore, though. Right. I'm sorry, you just summed up the problem with the whole movie right there. The way you said that, you're all mortal. You've been with each other since the beginning of time, and now there's some dude on the block just murking you, and you're not all freaked out. Yeah. Which is why almost the best moment was when Gorg, when Thor goes, are you scared? And Crow goes, yeah, terrified. But it was so undercut because the performance was so buffoon cartoony. You didn't get the ramifications. I completely, that. yes. I, uh, oh, wait, when he whispered to him, when he got close. Yeah. Up, close up, yeah, 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 but yeah. that needed to be the truth. That's the film. You got this person who's killing gods. But he shouldn't, that should be all the gods is true. Yes. They all have that whisper like, Yes. We're dying and we shouldn't be. Yes. And, and we actually are scared. 
You see it in those vampire movies all the time when you have like Tell a family of legacies works. and someone dies, they're all like, whoa. That's what works so well mm-hmm. about the comics. That's why the gore villain I was so interested to see. The way he's set up in the comics, you actually are terrified. He's like this creature in the night that you're scared of. And Disney, man. So they get, they get the Thunderbolt and they are going again we find out that the hammer is not helping jane at all we don't i don't we don't we don't know it's sucking your soul yet but we know that it's not, it hasn't cured her cancer um they they learn eventually that stormbreaker they learn that gore is going to like the center of whatever to go through the black hole to the center of the majiggy but he needs the bifrost <laughs> in order to open it <laughs> to make a one wish the blah 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 and they're like we need to get to the center of the majiggy and then Thor kind of force projects himself to the children. And what could have been an endearing scene of your hero making the kids feel safe, they threw it away for a joke. Yep. Which is, yeah. and it felt weird. That felt weird. I'm all for the jokes, but some points I felt like needed to, you want us to believe the kids are in danger. So there's a threat, but you're going to undermine the and threat. And why, why you have Valkyrie tickling his nose while he's there? Like he's and, and he was giving them very important information. And that, that's for the first time. For the first time. So basically, Thor learns about Jane. And that, I mean, guys, all of the Thor and Jane stuff, I, it hit for me. It all mm-hmm. hit for me. Oh, yeah. I loved all of it. That's the, that, that was the heart of the movie, right? That, that, that was the only part that I think maybe all of us can agree that actually worked was Man. the Thor and Jane stuff. When she was on the boat and she told him she's dying but didn't mean to, Nellie Port is so subtle, her performance, and she does it all with a smile, but underneath it's just she's terrified, and they agree, like, well, let's be terrified and be sad. We're going to do it. Let's do it together. I'm like, oh, man, like, this is the movie. Give me more of this. Um, Gore dies but doesn't die because the face has all the life force. Gore is hilarious. Uh, I'm sorry, Korg. Korg. Korg, my bad. Korg. Um, so basically he tells Jane, like Jack said earlier, you have to stay here. Don't go. The hammer's killing you. Thor's like, I love you. I don't want you to go. He goes by himself. He sees the kids and he says, now help me. Now you guys got to help me with this part. He tells the kids by the power of Thor, you're all worthy. And he gives them the power of Thor, not the power of Zeus, but right. But he has the colors of Zeus. I'm saying if Thor can do this. Yeah. The whole time, yep. he shazammed him. He shazammed him. That's what he he shazammed him. Yeah. Wait, he shazammed him. Yeah. He shazammed With Thor's him. power. Yeah. yeah. So but, you telling but, me when you when you when you when you're in Wakanda <laughs> and you fighting freaking Thanos, you see all these Wakandan soldiers and yeah. Guardians and, every, and Avengers, you could have said me, you're worthy, and it would have been easy. You tell me, at, but well, provisionally, provisionally. Yeah, so I would imagine. Like, because he when could've. he got his power back, he got his power back. He just got the he just got Stormbreaker. So and he really wasn't too used to using his powers. Come on, this is the way. This is this is what no, I'm giving. This is this Wait, is Superman kissing Lois Lane and erasing her memory. Wait, what are you talking? I'm talking about the first fight against Thanos when right. Thanos touched down on Wakanda to get Vision. And he just was there. he just he just got the he just got Stormbreaker. He just they just made Stormbreaker and. 
buy for us there. Stormbreaker wasn't the thing that let him bestow the kids with power. It was Thor himself let him bestow his magic to different but he people. He probably didn't. And again, there's still some time gaps that we don't see. He could have learned about his power within those times. Well, he did around for thousands me? of years. Come on now. You're you know this? There's the one thing that's uh, the one answer that solves this is reasons. Yeah, there it is. This is no, this is deep. Because well, I got another question though. Why was when he bestowed his power onto the group of 30 children, did the children's power actually look like Zeus's power instead of Thor's power? That's why I was wondering, was it through Zeus's thunderbolt? He didn't have Zeus's thunderbolt. He did. Valkyrie had Zeus's thunderbolt. Maybe because he came in contact with it. He no, he had it. No, no, during that, no, no, during during that, that fight, fight yeah. he did because Valkyrie was wounded. Toward, uh, going back, Valkyrie was wounded in their first fight against uh, Gore. Yeah, you're yeah. right. She had her so, kidney removed. So was it I don't know. My my whole thing was if you could have done this this whole time, like I'm talking about the first Avengers symbol, you're in New York City fighting Thanos for the first time. You could have gave Hawkeye some freaking powers and you did you jerk. Actually, this is a really good this is a really good point. And if it was the mythos of the weapon itself, because you have Zeus's because why did they need Zeus's weapon? It was kind of pointless, actually. And Thor didn't even use it. He used Mueller. He used Stormbreaker, you know? So Valkyrie took this. Why wasn't Zeus's weapon. weapon cooler? That's what I want to know. Zeus's weapon didn't do anything. You think unless unless it, this is what it did. Unless it's like this massive super conduit weapon where it literally let Thor give it If that's the weapon. truth... Then but why the hell movie. are you but going to this dark world with three people, power up New Asgard, and go <laughs> get the kids? Yeah, get the freaking I mean, kids! Right. Yeah. At what, what point are we you doing over here? What point? Yeah, you're right. That was fun. It was fun. It's such a Marvel Disney thing. We want to see all these kids with the power of Thor. That's going to be That fun. was for the kids. I loved it. But the, you could have done this this whole time. And, and I'm sorry. And this is my issue with all these, these the, 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 the tied cinematic universe. And it's always going to be my issue. You ain't called Doctor Strange. You ain't uh-huh. called Bruce Banner. And you're looking to put a team together? And, the, and, and you the, start, I'm sorry, you start the movie out in a team. You start <laughs> in a team. You threw the team away. <laughs> And by the end, you're like, I have to go myself. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> There's a whole Marvel Cinematic Universe out Listen, here. Listen, I've said this, and I'm going to keep Marvel saying Marvel light work. There's always some world-ending, universal-ending event that's happening throughout any universe, Marvel, DC, whatever. So that's probably why Doctor Strange is probably dealing with Wanda. How about that? You know what? And you're right, and that's how the comics make sense, but... I'm, but if you're telling me the Avengers assemble because it's a world-threatening event, then I'm like, is this not qualified to hit the button? There really isn't an Avengers right now. Well, but yes, Wanda, I'm sorry, the Ooh, multiverse. We saw of the we saw the newish team at the end of Endgame. We saw like what they were all in the the shield. You saw Captain Marvel. You saw Spider Man. You saw at that point it was um Spider Man. Now no one knows about Spider Man right now. They no, know about no. Spider Man. They don't know about Peter Parker. But he's not part of Avengers anymore. I'm saying if I'm thinking all the gods <laughs> up in the die, pick up the phone and say, hey, Dr. Strange, you want to go on an adventure? Hey, I'm, hey, I'm, Bruce. I'm dealing with Wanda right now, hey, bro. What you hey, want? Okay. Hey, Bruce. He's probably, he's probably locked up watching, watching Mr. Fantastic getting <laughs> spaghetti. Hey, Bruce, Hi. are you busy? Okay. Yeah. Oh. Man, there was this big fight. There's this whole group of like Eternals somewhere, right? Oh, which I love that. You saw the Eternals literally at the place with all the gods. That was fun. 
There's a lot of Easter eggs. Wait, we did? Yeah. The, yeah. There was two Eternals. Isn't Hercules is an Eternal, isn't he? I, I don't mean mm-hmm. the, I mean, not necessarily. No? I mean the it, guys like, that create the Eternals. Oh, I see. Yeah. So we were, it was, it was like Star Wars where everyone, you know, when they had the, the Senate, the Galactic Senate, you see like E.T. and Al. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That makes sense. Okay. okay. So that was my big thing is like, you could have done this this whole time. Anyway, so we, they, they, they fight and Jane, yo, that's pretty cool what they did with the splitting the hammer and the pieces fly. That was dope. Yeah, that was dope. A lot of the action for me kind of was one note, except for those last moments where it just kind of felt like a lot of people in the air in slow motion crashing down with, on somebody. The overhand, the overhand. Yeah. yeah. It was a lot yeah. of the same. I wanted more um, action, but the end was I dug dope. the black and white world, but I was confused at how big I thought that rock actually was. It was like, it was like super the, tiny in some shots. It was like the episode Rick and Morty. It was that. Or the, or, uh, or the planet from um, Dragon Ball Z. Yes. That yes, the Kai's yes. on, the Kai's planet. It's really odd. Um, some of that, some of the green screen stuff like that planet kind of took me out. Yeah. I'm like, go shoot in a desert in color. But sometimes the green screen leaves so little texture. Yeah. Like, I don't see the, the actual wind in your face. I don't feel... The world that feels like a cartoon that kind of takes me out sometimes but um it was still visually dope so then jane at the end i mean they the they, gore winds up going through the the key the the the, the door opens to the, the portal opens opens the portal up. and he's front of the, the the whatever it's called what was his name that thing uh, i'm uh, gonna make a wish for you guy the wish yeah the the the, 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 the i make a wish foundation guy <laughs> wow i'm not sure that's accurate Let's just keep it pushing, though. <laughs> that gets finger guns. That gets finger guns. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then we we already talked about this part. And yeah, man, Thor is 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 a daddy now. He's a daddy. He's I a like daddy. how they earned the title at the end of the movie. That no. hit me in the feels, dude. Korg picks up the narration, and he's picking up telling the the story of Thor to all the young Asgardian children. And they tag it where at the beginning of the movie, you think the title Love and Thunder is about Natalie Portman and Thor. But it's Mm -hmm. actually, it's not. It's about this girl who was killed and her dad made the ultimate sacrifice to bring her back at the end. And she is a manifestation of Thor's love. So her name is Love and Thunder is Thor. So it was Thor. If that Thunder. doesn't hit you in the feels, you will, you you a stone cold, merciless. Okay. Beast. All that aside, what is this girl now? Is she like part of that cosmic being that brought her back to life? Is this the actual girl that died? Because you saw at one point when she got mad or like was telling no, like her eyes glowed. Yeah. Well, she had laser beams or something. So yeah. like was gore powered? I don't know. She seemed like a kid when she was dying in the beginning. Seemed like right. a kid when she came back. I guess, I guess she got powers for being brought back by the by Epiphany or whatever the thing's name was. Maybe Make the dad made. I mean, you never actually heard his wish, so maybe it was. I wish my bring her back better. better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I never want her to die again. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, why waste a wish? You got a cosmic wish. Make it count. Yeah. How about? I wish for me and my daughter to survive. <laughs> Why not include yourself? In, like, think bigger, bro. But think. one thing with this movie, the bad guy won. He did. Technically, he did. Yeah, Gore won. He got his and, daughter and, back. And Thor even says it. He goes, you won. Mm-hmm. Do what you want to do. You and won. Now make a choice. I think that's the issue with, with, with movies in general. You kind of Movies are simple stories built upon. 
And in this movie, you kind of, you have to make a choice, the story you want to tell them. If you want to end on this, this really loving Disney father-daughter note, then you can't show me gore killing all these guys and giving these guys humanity. Because then at the end, we need more of, 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 we can't just see him win and go off into the sunset peacefully. You can't. You can't. Uh, you, you can if you give us the progression. You saw the dad with the love in the heart in the beginning. If you we saw see that- him mercilessly kill these gods and like really make them human, he doesn't just we, get to well, walk we, away in the end and we feel, and we have the feel goods. They want us to have the feel goods. We don't have the feel goods the same way. I don't know. I don't necessarily agree. I think you could have had both. I think that was the problem with the movie. We needed yeah. to see God, Gore actually kill and see we need to see it not just hear about it we need to see him kill a benevolent god we got introduced to a bunch of gods in this movie and they're all pretty much dirty whore bags we needed to see some decent gods that we knew didn't deserve to die near the end of gore's trajectory so we knew just how far he had fallen so by the end of the movie he gets a little bit of redemption back for making the right choice they don't want us to feel i we could tell that story and we feel different at the end. But the only feels they wanted us to have was sad for Jane and love this father and daughter. We, they didn't want yeah. us to hold on to any. Once Gore died, they wanted us to forget about him. Yep. ASAP. Yeah. And if he did all that killing, the rim of, we, if we actually saw what happens to civilizations when their God dies, like actually sees what this guy mm-hmm. is doing, that end when it be clean. And I would have loved an unclean ending. It would have been real, but they didn't want. They wanted to tie it up. Nah, it still would have been. But you still would have got the 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 uh, result you needed was Gore being dealt with, and him dying is clean. We didn't right. want the kid dead. No, and the and the dad had gone past the point of no return. It's like the Wandavision thing. Like she lost herself. You got to get rid of her. At this what point. was what? They wanted to be clean was the last shot when you see him and that girl, they wanted you to forget about Gore. They didn't want any they didn't want any former taste in your mouth about the bloodshed. They wanted us to go on this. I don't know about that. Cause if you can, cup story. You literally had the same thing with the Doctor Strange. And Wanda violently kills so many people. And then they still try to give her a little redemption at the end of it. And and it's crummy. Like you don't know who yeah. you're rooting for. You don't have a you don't walk away feeling good. That's because the whole movie was trash. No, because if you kill off a character, if you show a character descending to madness and show them descend because they lost the love, you don't but walk they, away. But you don't walk away when the credits roll. Going, man, that was a good. You, no, you don't nah. feel good at that. Yeah. And they but want you can us at to least feel, identify it. You yeah, understand but it. they didn't want us to feel that way. They want us to walk out the theater going, "Oh man, this is like Three Men and a Baby." Oh man, this is like a Disney. They wanted us to walk out like we watched Aladdin when we saw Thor and that girl. Not going, man, her father, but he made a. They didn't want us thinking about him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm not saying that was good, Jack. I'm just saying. They wanted to wipe that away. When he died, forget about him. And they did that. They didn't have him do anything long lasting that would affect anybody in the movie. So we can like forget about him by the end. All the kids have returned. Like he didn't do anything to our main cast. Valkyrie's fine. Sith has one arm, but Tycho does not care about anybody from the other Thor movies. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> She'll be fine. I would appreciate if the tattoos were that of his friends. What's up? What's up? His nice. brother. Yeah, yeah, like, I mean, but his friends were closer to him than Loki. Right. We remember that because we, we remember that. But like, he don't remember. Like, those were his band of brothers. Yeah. Those are his people. Yeah. Um, and they still are in the comics. Tycho killed them, just butchered them all. People just be doing what they want. Eh, you know, 
Jimmy Olsen. He did kill some of the lesser characters. No one's going to notice Jimmy gone. Thanks, no one Zach. Notice, no one noticed Jimmy was gone. But you know who we noticed that Thor's friends were gone. Facts. Um, so, yeah. So, Jack, answer the question, man. On a scale of one to five, five being you hated it the most, one being you hated the least, how much did you hate this movie? 2.5. Oh, whoa. Right, right down sh- the middle. I'm shocked. Listen, I liked a lot of things about the thing. I, I liked the relationships. I liked the acting. When you told I, me how much you love this comic, I'm like, Jack's going to. But here's the deal. <laughs> here, here's what, here's what, what happened. That first scene with Christian Bell made me put the comics down and say, all right, I'll, I'll go with you guys. Wow. I'll go with you guys. Now, did I get gore from the comics? No, but I got his heart. Was it as distasteful as calling it Civil War and then having zero to do with it, just trying to sell off the name Civil War? Which, if you guys haven't read the Civil War storyline in the comics, it's fantastic. That's great. Was it fantastic in the Marvel movie Civil War? No, that was trash in comparison. So was it that version of it? Wasn't that extreme? They took a character from the comics, which would have never actually translated to Thor in the MCU where he's at now in his trajectory, and they tried to make it fit. So, all right, I give you a pass. Um, My problems with the movie were, again, Marvel has a tendency and a, a, a bad track record with just giving cheap laughs because they don't have faith in their audience. But the majority of the people buying these tickets are us and we can stomach some real content from time to time. Yeah. You know, the MCU kind of feels like my issues with the DC movie universe was it felt like they came out knowing that everyone loves Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman. So they didn't have to try. Whereas Marvel, no one knows Iron Man. No one cares about Thor. So those movies, they really have to try and like win us over. But now Marvel's in such a successful place where they don't have to try anymore. They can throw out multiverse of madness and you're coming because it's Marvel. Phase one, they did not do that with any of their movies. Every movie that came out with phase one were like, no one cares about Captain America. We need to make them care. And this movie, I felt like had a lot of good parts in it, but I was like, you guys know we're coming to watch it because we're conditioned to come watch it. Like you're not earning our tickets anymore. Mm-mm. And that, and I t- that- and, you know, I summed it up last time we talked about it. The problem is Samuel L. Jackson is not in these films. And because he's not in the films, there is no through line anymore. They're not building to something. And if what they're building to is the secret war, then they need to start building towards it. It it should have been, in my opinion, the multiverse. (laughs) They should have been building this multiverse. They did it with Loki. They did. They got Dr. Strange supposed to be fixing it. Now we're in Thorville. What are they doing? Nothing. We have no, we we have no idea where this phase is going to go and what they're going to, yeah, and you know what? They're about to lose a very faithful. No, you're not, Jack. You know you're not going shopping. You ain't going nowhere, Jack. I'm going shopping. You're right. I'm going shopping. But I'll tell you what I do like. These thirty dollars tickets aren't cheap. Listen, man. And then you get popcorn. All right, twenty bucks, twenty six bucks. I don't know what you you seen a movie theater in. I go to the movies at nine a.m. and I get mad. <laughs> fifteen a fifteen dollar ticket is still. No, you're cheap. right. You're right. Yeah. What I do like about what they're doing 
is even though they're not building to a big universe, they're building out Thor's universe. The fact that Zeus could be a bad guy for Thor. Like the comic books don't always build to the Avengers. They have their own universes that they're in. So, yeah, so they're cool opening it up. That's for sure. Let's, for, let's see well, where it for goes. Thor, for Thor, not for the everybody else. Like Thor is going to have his own thing. But we'll see, man. I enjoyed this movie in parts. I am a fan of Chris Hemsworth. His charm. He's funny. His delivery is great. Natalie Portman knocked it out the park. So that portion alone. 100%. Is, 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 it makes me give this movie a solid seven. I was about to go six on it. But they really, man, Thor, love and thunder. They brought the love for me, baby. I felt the love. <laughs> and I brought the thunder. <laughs> I give it a solid seven. What about you guys? I give it a six. I had my issues. It was a good time. I left, I left, I left out the movie feeling stupid. I was like, this thing is stupid. Then I was like, yeah, you know, it, was, it had some good times. But I don't, I don't know if I'd revisit it again. I liked it better than Doctor Strange. Um Oh, I'd yeah. probably give it like a 6.5, 6.7, somewhere in there. I wouldn't give it a 7, though. Seven's like pretty good. It was good. I enjoyed it. Maybe a 7. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was, it was pretty good. It wasn't without its... Come on, guys. You got It's actually good content if you let it be good content. So uh, 6.5, 7, somewhere in that ballpark. Rich? I will give it a fractional of a 6.5. I thought you liked it more than us. I did. But you I, liked I, it? It's, it's not a doubt from like, what you said, 1 to 5? Yeah. Was, no, no, no. This is out of 10. This is out of 10. You changed the scoreboard. This this scales out of 10. 10 being the best. One. Yeah, being. I'll still I'll still give this like little, just a little bit over uh, mediocre. Come on. Okay. So you're this at a 6.5? 6.5, yeah. All right. So we're at a... Two 6.5s, a 6 and a 7 brings us to 6.5. Okay. I'm not mad at that. I mean, it did something that none of the Marvel movies have hit me with. And that love and heart. That's that, that, but that specific heartbeat. Yeah. yeah. Really we, nice. we haven't had that like that in the other movies for real, um, which is great. But hey, man, that's our take on Thor, Love and Thunder. Oh, wait. <laughs> what about the trash post credit scene? Oh, scenes. First oh, yeah. up, I missed one because I was with my nephew and his grandmother and they were in a rush to leave out. And I was like, ah, let me sit for the one. And I'm like, ah, if there's another one, then I'm going to miss this one. Yep. I'm in the same boat with you, Rich. The, 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 no, the, the Jane one wasn't trash. Seeing her go All to right. Kala, that was, that was nice. And seeing, just knowing that our, they're okay. Yes. Oh, she went them out. Very good. She yeah, that's why she she yeah. turned into like crystals as she died instead of yeah. Gore, who just sat there in the water. That's good. Because she had um while she had the hammer, she was a god and she died a worthy in battle. Death. Yeah. A warrior's death. A yes. Warrior's death. Well, not really. She died of cancer when the hammer went away. <laughs> wow. Damn. Okay. Oh, there we go. Gore didn't kill her. She didn't I mean, like she didn't get killed. But maybe right. maybe her sacrificing what remaining life force she had was the equivalent. While fighting. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah. yes. But yes. the scene before that, I was not excited for. I was less excited for that than I was seeing Charlize. I was confused with Charlize. I'm like, I don't know who yeah. you are or why I'm supposed to care except it's Charlize. Right, which is more exciting than who are you and why are you wearing that funny helmet? I didn't know. I do like the idea of the introduction of Hercules because he is like the Greek version of Thor, you know, Zeus's yeah. like yeah. sons. So that, that could be interesting. The idea of it, 
I was like, when the, when they showed Zeus again, I'm like, I didn't know they invested in this character that much to bring him back. Oh wow, he's important. Okay. It's just one more example of where nothing actually matters. Like nothing matters. Nothing matters, man. Nothing matters. That's our take on Thor, Love and Thunder. Chris, your recommendations, baby. Sure. Recommendation, baby. Ooh, Jack. (laughs) So, as we know, this is the fourth installment of the Thor franchise. Here's some. Can I I ask something real quick? Sure. This is the first superhero in the MCU to have four movies. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. And it's a male. <laughs> yep. We got well, females still. Well, don't you don't even, even listen. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, Black Widow 2, Captain Marvel 2, I'm sure, is someone, <laughs> someone's trajectory. We'll see. So here are some franchises that have fourth movies that were actually strong, strong, strong fourth installments. Number one, Die Mad Hard. Max Fury Road. Oh. Fourth installment in the franchise. Kind of a redo. Yeah, but still... Number two, might be in continuity. Number two, Lethal Weapon Four. You said strong. You didn't like Jelly? Fifty million. I'm not even gonna do it because it's mad racist. Well, he's just a fifty million. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. We got away from the psychotic cop who has severe PTSD to like this action rush hour joint with these sixty year olds. Did you you enjoy doing kung fu? (laughs) Did you enjoy it? Of course I did. Okay. I'm black in his kung fu. I'm black. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff I like that I shouldn't. <laughs> there you go. Uh, number three, uh, Fast and Furious, the fourth one. That's when they actually started the new trend and they actually brought yeah. it together. Yeah, you're after right. After Tokyo Drift, and they kind of yep. kind of put right. some some semblance to what this universe is. Mm-hmm. Um, number four, Rocky Four, man. I have a Drago, baby. Okay. Okay. But not better. That's like uh, Mission Impossible 4 was great, but it actually wasn't better than 3. Come on, man. He, he, you got Ivan Drago with all the stuff on it. He's Rocky's in the thing with the with the chain. No, the training montage is crazy. Yeah, that's training dope. montages. But it, that's, but that's all anyone ever talks about that movie. Still dope. Still dope. <laughs> Still dope. Counts. And that's it. Those are my four. There's only four because we're talking about four. So that's it. Nice. Nice. Uh-huh. Well, that is true, man. Not not many movies get a fourth. And you didn't say Batman and Robin with George Clooney. I'm very disappointed in you. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> Holy rusted metal, Batman. Batman. No, the, right. the metal. It's rusted. rusted. That's from Batman, Batman Forever. Oh. That throw was dope. As a kid, yeah. I love that part. Yeah. Batman Forever was dope, Rich. Yeah. Batman and Robin was a little trash. Batman Forever was dope. Nipples on the costume. Why wouldn't you put nipples on the costume? You have nipples hey, on man. your body. Those bullets are deflecting off his hard bladed nipples. You're going to put abs on your costume. Like, where does it end? <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Look at that. It's, uh, uh, atomically, anatomically, atomically. Anyways, anatomically I'm actually going to give him a dong on the bottom of his suit. <laughs> Yo, if that series <laughs> kept going, how far do you take it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to. I'm sure, I'm sure there's a version out there somewhere. No, there is. Wait, there. there's there is a Batman costume. It's it's in one of the animated series where he's fighting someone and he's in a compromised position. Oh and he's, yeah, he's fighting he's, like a Bane. Yeah, 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 he's fighting Bane, and his cockpit piece opens up and he shoots a missile at him. He had a dick the hell missile. Are you talking about? <laughs> he had a dick missile, Lawrence. You don't know it's about that. Chlamydia. I don't there know. is a Batman cartoon where he's fighting Bane and he's losing. I and Bane's will on find top it of him. And send it to you all. 
He's he's on top of him, and Batman's crotch opens up and shoots a missile at him. I don't even know what to say. It um, was a cartoon we watched as kids. I, I, I didn't watch that as kids. <laughs> Not my Batman. But like, uh, of all the places you could put a missile, you put it in your. Why wouldn't you put it there? I think well i hope you guys enjoyed this episode we had a lot of fun talking about the things that we love we're on instagram we're on facebook we're on youtube check us out three brothers and a shot of milk and don't forget to like download subscribe to the podcast write a review it helps the algorithm tell a friend tell your neighbor tell your husband tell your wife tell your children we out here we'll be back same that time same that channel Peace. Peace. Dick missiles. <laughs> <laughs>